Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. It's me, Amanda Garcia. <laughs> Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Excitement time. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Clam down. Pirates are going dancing, baby. They picked us last. They picked us last. And now we're going dancing. We're going dancing. How about those friggin' pirates? Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All right, welcome in to a Wednesday, a win it Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll tell you more about that in just a moment. Welcome in, Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And we've already got some folks watching and liking the Facebook and YouTube feeds. Thank you for that. Be a part of today's show. If you have a comment, question for one of our many guests, you can get uh, those in right now on YouTube, Facebook, also Twitter as well. We have a lot of guests to get to on today's show coming up in about 20 minutes or so. We'll talk to Ken Wadlington from WNCT Channel 9. We'll have a lot of the fallout from just an epic game at Clark LeClaire Stadium last night. Didn't go the Pirates way. Campbell outlasting East Carolina 14-13 last night. We will talk about that with Ken. Also the Hurricanes uh, beginning the Eastern Conference Final on Thursday and I flipped over and watched the draft lottery last night it was just about life-changing for the charlotte hornets as they were going to get the seven foot two prize victor can't say his last name and instead they get the number two pick in the nba draft and the bad luck continues for the hornets franchise but we'll talk about that a little bit with ken watlington as well coming up later on hour number one hour two patrick mason soup boy will join us to recap east carolina and campbell from last night his parents were in town according to pirate radio pictures that i saw so that's pretty cool uh, we'll talk to Patrick about everything that went down last night, talk some Pirate football as well. Coming up, Hour 3, Garrett McGinn, one of our favorites to talk to during his playing days at East Carolina. A really good player on some bad teams, but uh, his hard work has paid off. He just won a championship in the XFL with Arlington, so we'll talk about that, his uh, post-ECU career, what he's up to now, and uh, always a smile on Big Garrett's face. We'll talk to Garrett McGinn coming up later on in the show. Also, Mike Maniscalco, play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. They'll play Thursday night, 8 o'clock for game one in the Eastern Conference Final. So we'll talk to Mike about the series win over the Devils and what to expect in their series with the Florida Panthers. So we got a ton going on here on a Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes is here. The Chan Man is here. And to my left, Jonathan Ellerby kicking off today's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Ellerby. What's up, Clipper? Good to be here. Wish the Pirates could have finished off the Camels at that last regular season home game. Man, it was an epic battle back and forth, just not the ending Everybody was hoping for. What a game. Uh, What a rally by the Pirates. Uh, Josh Moylan cranking one over the scoreboard. The place is going nuts. And you got a two-run lead with Carter Spivey on the mound in the ninth. You you feel like you're safe. That's a situation you want to be in. And then some bad luck and some clutch Campbell hitting. And next thing you know, they take the lead and end up winning the game and sweeping the series over the Pirates. About three games with the Camels this year, all one-run losses. Yeah, really, if you look at the season right now, the the, the Wichita series and the Campbell series are, are six tough uh, losses. Obviously, the Pirates did not play well 
at all when they were in uh, Kansas. But uh, certainly tough losses to the Camels, and uh, they, they got a heck of a program. They're, they're having a heck of a year. Enjoyed the interview with uh, Chris Haymeyer. I mean, they're, they're, they're fighting and clawing to uh, host a regional down there in Fayetteville. So uh, maybe they'll uh, get that deserving uh, honor to be able to host. And uh, a lot of projections out now with uh, D1 Baseball and Baseball America today, projecting the Pirates now as a solid, pretty much number two seed uh, to uh, hit the road for the regionals for the first time in a long time. I still say if East Carolina runs the table, they have a chance uh, to host. But right now, it's looking like uh, potentially a two for your East Carolina Pirates. D1 Baseball has East Carolina going to a place where the Pirates have had success in postseason, Charlottesville, Virginia, as a two seed. D1 Baseball has that Charlottesville regional looking like Virginia, um, East Carolina, the two, Northeastern, the three, Pennsylvania, the four, while Baseball America has East Carolina playing against, and we talked to Aaron Fitt yesterday, the number one team uh, in the nation, Wake Forest uh, in Winston-Salem. It would be Wake Forest, East Carolina, UC Irvine, and Davidson in that regional. Again, just projections right now. We did talk to Aaron Fitt yesterday, and I've been asking the question a lot, LRB, does East Carolina need to win the American regular season? season to be a host and maybe that question's not so important after losing last night uh but aaron fitz said yes they do he said the committee will not look kindly upon a team that didn't win a week aac this year even if it is a half game even if ecu sweeps this weekend and houston sweeps they still finish up a half game behind the cougars and the cougars are your regular season champions so you know still an important weekend of baseball here you win your conference regular season you win the conference tournament uh, you know the, the hosting resume looks a little bit better again yeah and i wonder how much uh where east Car- i mean because you see where baseball america versus d1 baseball has east carolina number two seed at the number one overall seed wake forest and then the number two seed in the number nine overall seed at virginia so uh if east carolina how they play out does that you know if they're going to be a two somewhere where will they fall as a two and if they do i mean they don't control their own destiny as you just said because if houston wins out this week then they they're the aac champs of the regular season but if the pirates are a half game out and win the win out during the tournament and are the tournament champions and a lot of other dominoes fall Maybe maybe some maybe some magic can happen and, and there is a chance that the Pirates host, but probably not likely. But uh, hey, you got to work some magic somewhere. You know, if you're if you're playing the number one team, it, it seems like Wake Forest is kind of like when East Carolina went and played Vanderbilt in that Super Regional a few years ago. I guess they seem to have some really strong. I mean, I think I talked to some Wake Forest fan the other day. They have the number one pitching. Uh, and the number one batting average. They have the best ERA and the best batting average uh, as of a week ago, I think. Uh, so th- they're strong on both sides, pitching and defense and uh, offense. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, get your comments in YouTube, Facebook. What do you think about East Carolina as far as postseason seating, things like that? Uh, we'll get to a few comments. Eric says, I don't care about Campbell. We can't beat Campbell. Don't want to talk about Campbell. All right, Eric, uh, going with the Cliff Godwin weather comments there. Jamie says, take away the top of the ninth, and it's a great game. I mean, it was a great game, but there's a lot of things I would like to take away that East Carolina did, especially defensively, um, that you know could have made them win the game last night. I talked like, to a lot of Pirate fans that said, I thought it was over at 4 nothing. I sure. thought it was over at 11-5. There a lot of people, East Carolina got written off and then uh, came back dramatically and then unfortunately couldn't finish. 
jamie says haymire is banned that is uh, correct i love banning people from pirate radio but uh, and some i love even more than that unbanning people but right. as of right now chris haymire banned from the show unless they're somehow to be in their regional and then we'll have them back on we got to beat them in like basketball or something to i don't know to get it back in his <laughs> him get back in our good graces three losses to campbell and they're a good team Three, man, one, one, one run, one, good grief. Two to one, five to six, you know, six to five and 14, 14 to 13. I mean, just the tale of just three different games, too. Uh, John says, so if Campbell hosts, is it in Fayetteville? Yesterday, uh, Chris Haymeyer said they put a bid in for Segar Stadium. Yeah, so, I, it sounds like if they host, it will yeah. be in Fayetteville. The Woodpeckers are off that weekend and uh, just not enough capacity there in Bowie's Creek. Which would be cool. I mean, I, I wish Campbell the best. I hope they get the opportunity to host. I wish them the worst. The worst? No, I don't. I don't no, if it came down, I mean, obviously they had the edge over hosting over East Carolina because of the, the sweep. But, uh, you know, I, look, good for them. They're having a great year. Christian says, don't compare Wake Forest to Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker and that Vandy team. We competed with that Vandy team. We can compete with anyone. Cliff has proved he can coach his tail off in the postseason. Trust coach. Why with the finger in my face? Uh, well, you were the one that did it. I just it seemed like Wake Forest is good, but, but I don't think I finished my point. That if you go up there and you beat Wake Forest, that you knock off the, you win that regional, and then the other side of it, I think, uh, had like Indiana State yeah. as the, the you're paired up with the 16 regional. So if some chaos happens in that regional, is there a chance East Carolina can host a super regional with? Uh, Maybe not the overall 16th right. seed, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, is is that is that the path to Omaha? Yeah, let's uh, let's skip the regional this week, take a break, and just come back for a super regional just, the next week. Let's go up to Winston Salem, take care of business. You know, when the Pirates went to Charlottesville last in 2016, they beat Bryant and then knocked off uh, Virginia, and then William and Mary knocked off Virginia. Yeah, and uh, the Pirates won three in a row and uh, straight to the Super Regional after that. I love uh, glass half full, bright side. I saw a comment where somebody said, hey, I'd rather play Wake Forest in the Winston-Salem Regional than the Winston-Salem Super Regional. Oh, one hundred. You, you, you might only have to play them once. One thousand percent. You might not have to play them at all if things could work out. One thousand yeah, percent. What, what, what a great answer. Also, uh, you know, what is it like the number one seed in this tournament has not won it since like 1999? 98, yeah. 98 like or 99. So it, it's there's no there's no sure thing. And, and I think that whoever just said that on the comments or whatever, that that's that's a lot, a lot better. I'd much rather be in Winston-Salem for the regional than the super regional. All right. Um Brooks says, how is it sitting in that EC setting in that ECU might not be hosting something that people have come custom accustomed to? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's not like a right. You, you have to earn it. And we have been spoiled by success here with this program. I, you know, it's not the end of the world to me that they won't be hosting. It's great to, to be in as a two. So I'm not jumping off any bridges due to them not hosting this year. Look, if they go to Winston Salem or Charlottesville, I mean that's or Coastal Carolina, where wherever the Pirates may fall, I mean certainly Pirate Nation can uh, take over a regional and uh, get a lot of fans there. Christian says, "What's the status of Starling?" Cliff Godwin told us Monday on Pirate Radio Live that he was day to day. Also said it was unlikely to play on a Tuesday and talked about you know you you want him ready for Thursday and the weekend series so uh, he did not play last night Cliff Godwin said day to day when he joined us on Monday which by the way glad we had Cliff on Monday and not scheduled for today man 
First question to Cliff Godwin is he's sitting here instead of Ellerby. Yikes. <laughs> Cliff, what the hell happened? <laughs> Have I you mean, checked the weather in uh, Tampa for the weekend? <laughs> Did you ask him about that? Yeah, maybe that's a good question. Uh, Ellerby, um, are you on Facebook? I am on familiar? Facebook. I, I'm on that app. It's great, man. A lot of a lot of good stuff. Recipes, politics. You can get everything. There. You, you can you can you can seek and find just about everything. <laughs> maybe maybe even a, a new friend occasionally. I was uh, surprised that there was only seven comments. So like weeks ago, after the Wichita State final loss of the series. There was like 48 comments, so we went into we put on our hazmat suits and went into the comment section. Is this what on our final score on the, on the final score graphic the, that the we Buck put up. scoreboard? I think there was two comments after the Pirates closed out Memphis on Sunday after the win. Two comments, only seven last night, which is a pretty low number. But Sunday was Mother's Day, so a lot of people might have been talking to their moms about the game. No, it's because the Pirates won. And oh, okay. Nobody comments when you win. Yes, uh, maybe it was too late last night for people to comment, but I did want to read some of these comments. Okay, um, Brian Edge, you know Brian Edge, he's a good guy, Chandler. He said one of the best games I've ever seen, and he's a big pirate. I like that he's able to say, you know what, we lost, but that was one of the best because I kind of felt the same way. Uh, Gene says, hard to win at this level when you can't catch fly balls and get runners home from third base with one out. Oh, yeah, and a runner gets picked off a of second base. Gene, I agree with that. It is hard to win those games. It was hard to win, and we didn't win. Sylvia says, why does ECU baseball always start out great and go downhill. It happens every year. Not trying to be negative, just want to know what goes on. Maybe she missed the 2016 <laughs> season when they got swept at Ole Miss, and then they got swept well, by, last year. We got, got swept, swept by, by Brian. Brian. <laughs> so I'll say I, last year they won 20 games at the end of the year. This, we just came off a seven game win streak. I'm not sure what she's talking about. Right. It just uh, maybe she's just new. To, uh, to follow maybe me. so. Maybe so. Josh says, "Can we please be done with those terrible pastel uniforms now?" powder purples i don't think we see them the rest of the year i don't think they're making the postseason yeah i think they're done i think they're done so um will says so close a few a few fewer bobbled balls and it's an easy win a few fewer might start using that a few fewer <laughs> a few fewer sounds like someone's like like if that was someone's name few fewer and van says thank you to Pirate Radio, which is always nice. We appreciate that. He said, thanks for keeping us up with the score. Not. <laughs> Man, it went so nice. Man, you took me for a ride there, Van. Hey. I was re- I was already replying, you're welcome, but I had to read the final words. Not. The final three letters, one word, not. He did the old handshake and then did the <laughs> right wow. behind the head. Wow, Van. Got us there. Uh, LRB, we did have a post last night that got a lot of comments. Oh, uh, okay. And that was the graphic um, that was put up on Pirate Radio. Oh, yeah. Uh, Josh Moylan. Camel killer. Camel killer. And what a game for Josh Moylan last night. Hit that towering home run over the scoreboard, but he finished last night three for four, five ribbies, two runs scored, and uh, had that big dinger to tie it up up late in the game quite a lot uh josh moylan camel killer uh we had 32 comments on that post lrb <laughs> most of those saying that didn't age well maybe you should have waited and you know what i agree with you folks but joe west said monday on the brian bailey show what makes a leader a leader is somebody who takes none of the credit and all of the blame and lrb i'm gonna take the blame for glenn posting that last night 
Did you send it to him and say he's a camel killer? I did not. This was all Glenn's idea. He put it up there on his own, made the graphic, had the picture, the wording. So Glenn posted that, and I'm taking the blame for it. It was all me that Glenn posted that. It was all your fault. It was all my fault that Glenn did that all on his own. So would you like to now make a post that Josh Mullins not a camel killer? You can't. I mean, he's a cam, camel injurer, but they won the game. They're not dead. Like, he beat the camel, but he didn't kill the camel. Yeah. He did his job killing camels. Just not everybody else was helping. It, it takes more than one man to kill a camel. It does? <laughs> yeah. It, it does. Mm, we yeah. found that out I think last night. It may take a field of nine <laughs> all playing together. Uh, so, again, that is all my fault that Glenn did that. Yes. All right. I'm taking full blame of Glenn's mistake. Would you like to have a post-game press conference? I'm good. I just wanted to put out that statement that I'm taking all the blame. If you had to do it over again, what would you do? I would I would not have Glenn do that all on his own. Did you – was this, like, premeditated? Y'all talked about, like, camel killing before the game? I have not talked to Glenn at all about it. This was all his idea to do it, and I'm taking the blame for it. Was it a one-hump or two-hump camel? <laughs> oh, man. Johnny says, it is conceivable that we do not host a regional, but do host a super regional. Yeah, we have discussed that. Which would be awesome. That would be fantastic. I, I mean, you get three games instead of two games, two games, you know, like you, you don't, Clip Rock, too. I mean, he, he's been hung out in some bad weather out of the re- regular regionals. I don't want to talk about the weather. Can't control the weather. Don't care about the weather. Uh, Randolph, our buddy, says, how y'all doing this afternoon? Tough loss last night for the Pirates. But Pirates still in the hunt. A lot more baseball to play. Keep your heads up, Pirates. Randolph, thank you, buddy. We needed that message today. That was a good pick-me-up. We needed that on this Monday. He didn't put not on there, right? Oh, no. No, okay, he didn't. <laughs> not! Guys, gals, it is Win It Wednesday, and you have not one, not two, but three chances to be a winner on today's show. We're doing one an hour. We are giving out one an hour. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Nice. And a $50 gift card to Appliance Superstore. $50 gift card, Appliance Superstore. You can get some awesome stuff, Chandler, for uh, with a $50 gift card. Yeah, and I mean, almost everything at that warehouse is like 40% off already. And now you're getting $50 off with this gift card so uh call in and get a uh, and have a chance to win a gift card to appliances superstore go see frank lee our friend over there he'll get you taken care of it's uh very easy to buy appliances over there we're gonna do that at the first break of every hour so right uh, when we sign off with ellery here we'll tell you what number call you need to be when we uh go through our first segment with patrick mason we'll do the same and then after our chat with garrett mcginn also uh, we'll make you another winner so three big winners coming up on the show today thanks to tiebreakers and especially appliances superstore where we're going to give you a 50 dollars gift card we got three of those to give away today yes, huge win at wednesday here on pirate radio live i saw Minji's maniacs tweet out last night uh, retire the 66 jersey after the game. Go ahead and hang it in the rafters for Josh Moylan. Um, Irving said, one of the most dramatic and powerful home runs I've ever seen in Harrington. And now Clark LeClaire Moylan is a Hall of Famer. It was dramatic. He had a great bat flip, too. He had. Oh, the I, strut was crazy. I love his. He does this thing where it's like, oh, that wasn't a big deal. Like this little pimp shrug type thing. 
and then you're right he did a uh a flip he got a lot of rotations on the flip lrb wasn't that high but it was a lot of rotations no but it was like it was like perfect you didn't need to get it that high to get your point across i think it was it, it was it was it was awesome you know and as a person that's really only had like a moment like that in probably like a wiffle ball game like where i've really just crushed one yeah i mean i know that that feeling that he had last night that does not get old Especially the moonshot over the scoreboard, uh, too. Over the score. I mean, it was a monster shot. That was just, I mean, and even the ones this past weekend uh, when they were playing Memf- Memphis that he hit and Cunningham, it was like when it left the bat, there, I mean, it was there were no doubt. It wasn't like the outfielders didn't need to go to the warning track and they, they just needed to turn around and look at it, too, because they, they, they were just monsters. So the, they've hit some, some powerful bombs over the last week. And, of course, the fun police was out last night because not only – with his strut and his bat flip apparently most of the players came out of the dugout i mean why not you just tied the ball game up after being down six but uh i, I remember hearing booze and i remember seeing the umpire talking to cliff godwin and apparently the pirates celebrated a little too much on that but there was no um penalty for it but still fun police was out last night cliff was uh, all over and up during a mound visit uh last night during the game as well and got a warning i want to say he was uh he was chewing him out pretty good so yeah the umpire strike zone was just all over the place and i think that's what cliff goblin was was giving him the business for at the mound because i know at one uh danny bill wasn't happy about it either it's always funny to see cliff godwin upset while wearing all lavender and the glasses and it just looks a little out of place it makes it a little more comical what makes it more funny that he's wearing a full suit of powder purple of a powder purple color and even the glasses make him look uh more mature and less edgy but he's still chewing out the umpire could you hold it together if he came in here in the powder purple uniform (laughs) and had to do an interview with him i mean honestly it's ridiculous that and not really cliff he's still a a young man but like bobby cox wearing a full baseball uniform at the age of 75 it's kind of funny when you think about it right oh i think it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) dusty baker wears like gloves and wristbands while he's in the dugout like what are you doing dusty you're not playing i just find that to be weird the the batting gloves is a little little (laughs) next level there if he starts wearing like a shin guard or or like a evo shield elbow guard or something then then we probably need to have a talk with dusty barry bonds armor on he's like he's uh coaching the team like pete rose manager coach (laughs) uh, player you know I think he may put himself into bat. Um, Shirley's best friend Austin has a question about uploading the shows on the Spotify and Apple. Yes, we are still doing that. Correct, Shirley? Yes. Okay. Why? Austin, uh, your guy Austin has a question about it. I guess he's not seeing him. Hmm. Uh, uh, you know what, Austin? It's probably Shirley not uploading them just for you specifically. Everybody else can get them, but you have been... You have been banned. Yeah, so terrible to Shirley that she's done giving you uh, our podcast. Shirley said the shows are there. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Good stuff. Not. Johnny says the new white shoes are working for Moylan Cunningham and AMAC. Barini, too. All right. Hey, look, whatever it takes. White shoes, camo hats, powder purples. Let's just just win, baby. Pike. We saw Chad Pike yesterday. He dropped off some donuts. That was very nice, Pike. He was in town for the game. He's back in North Myrtle Beach. Said he enjoyed the game last night. Was in 106. Had a good view of the plate. 
and he said the ump should have sat where i did he could have seen how bad he was <laughs> so, there you go pike get on him pike all right good stuff lrb anything else before we wrap this baby up no i think we uh, touched all the bases there we'll uh continue to follow the pirates uh, thursday friday saturday this week folks if you're not paying attention for that uh, bull series down in uh, tampa the conference tournament begins on tuesday correct uh lrb i thought have we done a a rankings for our football opponents on i don't know how to word this i want to say like mascots you would want to own. we did mascots so we did the mascot okay we've already did i don't think you can really put a twist on the mascots anymore it's not like mascots that to have in, nah. in your home nah like what is it like i mean one of them's a golden hurricane the other one's a wave <laughs> i mean yeah like, just have a permanent tornado in or like a hurricane in your yard a midshipman yeah. it, it may be something uh gardner webb wins you know what i mean what, yeah a bulldog maybe, would be nice a bulldog i definitely wouldn't want a uh, wolverine all right well go back to the drawing board give us something we can rank we'll next uh, week. We'll, we'll think of something why, why don't we guess the point spreads for every game next week all right I'm in. I, I love guess that line. I'm in. Guess the line on every game on the ECU football schedule next week. By the way, football juice has got going a little bit today. Uh, Phil Steele tweeted out he had a hour plus conversation with Mike Houston. So Phil Steele, oh, man. getting ready to go, baby. Get ready for that mag to pop out here in the next couple months. All right, Ellerby, thanks for hanging out. All right, see you next week, Chandler. How's your uh, sounds going? By the way, for name that sound tomorrow, you got a lot planned. Oh, gosh. Charlie, send us a break. We'll be back. Ken Wildington joining us. Still got till tomorrow. Yeah, sure you do. Ken Wildington will join us. We'll talk Pirate Baseball. We'll talk Canes. We will talk Hornets. And right now, as we go to break, we're going to make you a winner and a big winner. Lunch for two to tiebreakers. And Chandler, tell the folks about this $50 gift card. They'll be winning as well. From Appliance to Superstores, our friends over at Appliance Superstores, Frank Lee, is uh, gifting you guys a $50 gift card. Uh, they have an awesome warehouse where, uh, I mean, I've, almost every single appliance in there is about 40% off. You also get this $50 gift card. So go, if you have any appliances needs, go see our friend over at Appliance and Superstore, Frank Lee. Uh, so be caller number whatever. For Let's Shirley. go uh, caller four, Shirley. Is that cool? Caller 4, 317-1250. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers and a $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore. That can be yours. Win it Wednesday. Try to win now. If not, you'll get two more chances. Ken Watlington joins us after this. of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Drive a little and save a lot at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has the great selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, plus offers service to all makes and models in a state-of-the-art facility. Drive a little and save a lot with a short trip to Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 264 in Washington, or go online at Washington Chrysler Dodge jeepram.com and congratulations to pam odom 
of Winterville won uh, the uh, Tiebreakers gift card and the $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore. At Appliances Superstore, they make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps their customers save money every day. They offer a 12-month warranty on all their appliances, plus they deliver, they set up your new appliance, and they take away your old one. Go visit Appliances Superstore off of Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or you can shop them online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, they make buying appliances easy at Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Let's pass you by. <laughs> Don't you think it's worth a try to change your mind? Man, what a tune. What a message. Hold on for one more day. And that Just goes, one more day. That goes out to the Pirates last night. Yeah. Falling to Campbell. But you know, don't you know, things will change. Things, things will, will go, go your, your way, way if you, you hold on. on. Hold on. And things will go day. your way once you get to day. Florida, right? That's right. They're heading to Florida. Ken Watlington joins us. Looking a little Florida-ish with the shirt. Yeah, I let's like go it. with that. Yeah. Uh, Channel 9 Sports. Ken, how you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day outside. Good to be here. Yes, sir. That... Uh, and by the way, Jamie on YouTube said, no covers today, all the actual hits. That is actually a cover of Wilson Phillips. But so a, good you can't tell. Exactly. That's a great, great cover. Uh, that, that, that was neither Wilson nor Phillips. <laughs> it was not, nor the other one. <laughs> yeah. uh, what a trio. And uh, what a trio we have here. Chandler Honeycutt, Clip Rock, and Ken Wallington, Shirley Rhodes here as well as we talk Pirates, Canes, Hornets, everything with Ken Wallington. And Ken, we'll start with the Pirates. Yeah third one-run loss to the Camels this year. Man. <laughs> I was talking with Brian Bailey after the game last night. I was like, yeah, another one-run game. A little different than the two-to-one game that we saw in Fayetteville about a month and a half ago. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty much the last one who scored in that one. It was going back and forth and back and forth. Uh, a lot of runs. You guys were talking about some of the home runs hit last night. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see the game uh, except till about the eighth or ninth inning because Bailey had me out shooting high school baseball. Which is fine. <laughs> uh, did you see that player that everybody... Were you at Rose by chance? I was not. No, he of course, <laughs> okay. went to Rose. Come okay. on. All right, fine. I went down to North Lenore, then Green Central. All right. Well, give us some uh, some scores. What happened last night? North Lenore. I was there from the bottom of the first through the bottom of the fifth. It was 2 nothing North Lenore when I left. They lost 7-2. to two. Ooh. Yeah. Right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Rose did win last night against... Uh, Walker Jenkins. Yeah. Yeah. Wonder Boy. Who is going to go top five apparently in the draft? Yeah, he's committed, committed to Carolina. Committed to Carolina. He won't even drive through Chapel Hill to go <laughs> collect a check. He's uh, he's going to play Major League Baseball one day. He's good. Yeah. Uh, and last night, look, if you can sit aside your fandom, which is very difficult for fans to do, and I totally understand <laughs> that, it was uh, just an awesome game last night. Campbell gets their 40th win of the year. They go to 40 and 11. East Carolina now 38 and 15 after the 14 to 13. Campbell victory and uh, a lot of a lot of heroes and uh, a few goats on the pirate side. Just uh, some defense uh, that we're not used to seeing for this yeah. pirate team uh, didn't show up last night. Hard to believe that was the last, possibly the last home game of the season. Yep, depending on how things shake out over the next few weeks. But yep. uh, this season's flown by. On the road at South Florida, and then the conference tournament will begin next Tuesday. We'll be with you live in the Pirate Radio studios on Memorial Day for a selection show watch along, and uh, we'll take your comments as that goes on and after the show when we find out ECU's fate. Myself, Mike Mullis, Chandler Honeycutt will be here. Uh, so looking forward to that, but still a lot of baseball to go before we get there, Ken. Just to clarify, the Pirates 
going to make the tournament. Because, you know, a couple weeks ago we were in here and you're like, hey, some of the fan base thinks they might not even make it. Yeah. I think they're in, right? Uh, as of right uh, yeah, now. Yeah, they're in. They're in. Kinetology and Brockatology <laughs> yeah. has them in at this I point. I think it's safe to say. Baseball America has them in as a two in Charlottesville, where That's the right, Pirates have that. had postseason success before. And Ken, uh, D1 Baseball had East Carolina as a two in Winston-Salem against the number one team the in the country. Number one team. Uh, Wake Forest won last night, beat my alma mater, UNCW, 4 nothing. Going into the game, if you'd have told me the Hawks would have held number one team to four runs, thought we had a good chance. Didn't didn't score a stinking run. Go Apparently, a lot of teams don't score a lot of runs against Wake Forest this year. Probably why they're number one. Yeah, yeah. And it also seems like you come in here on Wednesdays a lot talking about a UNCW loss. Yes, they they <laughs> their two best midweek wins are both against East Carolina. Yikes! I don't on. think they've won any other midweek games. You've always got that one in your back yeah. pocket to play. No, they beat they beat Charlotte. So all right, there you go. That's good enough. Zero and two against Campbell. At least ECU didn't give up 24 last So, are Campbell, uh, did Campbell play in North Carolina or State this year? I need to look at their schedule. I think they beat Carolina. Because schools love to talk about in all sports, like foot year in football, yeah. state championship. Did Campbell win the state championship this year, Ken? Uh, I mean, three against ECU, two against your guys? Yeah. They not. Uh, it might be Wake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about them. But but who did Wake play non-conference? They, they swept UNCW non-conference. Right. Um, I don't know if they played anyone else like Campbell. They didn't, they didn't play ECU, obviously. So Campbell lost to Duke. Campbell lost to Duke again. Campbell beat North Carolina. Uh, Campbell beat Elon. So they're up there uh, as far as representatives uh, and, and what they did in the state of North Carolina this year, which if you can win the state, that means you're having a great year There's with all the great so teams. so many good teams in the Carolinas, period. Yeah, throw in South Carolina. Carolina. Uh, they beat North Carolina last night. Uh, South Carolina I had an up-and-down season. I think they lost a series over the weekend. Uh, but, yeah, in the Carolinas, North and South Carolina. Clemson's, Clemson's smoking good. right now, yeah. right? Yeah, so. they got UNC in Clemson this weekend to wrap up the regular season. Just just so many good teams. Um, all right, here's a take by Eric as, as we move on to another topic. He said, I'm glad the Hornets didn't get the first pick. Now they aren't tempted to draft the French Kwame Brown, a.k.a. Victor Wimbayama. Well, Eric, that is the most delusional, glass-half-full take I've ever heard in my life. Uh, But if that makes you sleep better at night, go for it. I wish I felt the same. So, he said, I haven't seen the kid play. I just wanted to spew a hot take. (laughs) That was piping hot, Eric. Uh, Brian Bailey has the same take. He had never heard of the guy until last night. So we pulled up some YouTube clips. He was like, he doesn't look that good. I'm like, he's 7'2", and he's doing this. Like, come on. Uh, uh, Brian Bailey said, "Like, uh, oh, uh, Ralph Sampson's better than him. Like, I'm, oh, I'm sure, sure Bailey's yeah. like the good old days. Brian Stith is not better than this guy. <laughs> Anybody in Virginia? Brian Stith was good. He was good. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I, I thought I had missed the lottery. I didn't like plan on watching it or anything. I looked at my phone. It was eight eighteen, and then I googled what time is the draft lottery. It said eight o'clock. I was like, man, I probably missed it. I'll flip over to ESPN anyway." As I got to ESPN, they were counting down seven, six, and five. No Hornets yet. Yeah. Then they took a break. I'm like, all right, top four. We got a chance. We'll probably get number four. They reveal number four. All right, we're still in. They reveal number three. We're still in. Then holy and at crap. at that point, I was, <laughs> it just got real. I was clenching the uh, arms of the chair saying, like, this is the most hype I've been about Hornets basketball in ages. And they flip over the number two. It yeah. is the Hornets giving the Spurs the number one pick, which really we're going to go down this dance. We're going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, Tim Duncan, David Robinson, now Victor. 
going to the Spurs. Who was the last when the the Hornets have had the number one, two pick four times? Yes. Who was the last number two pick the Hornets or I should say Bobcats at the time took? This MK, was 2012. MKG. It was MKG. Yeah. Yep. I just saw that ugly. I pictured that ugly jump shot. Yeah. And I forgot that we took him number two. I, I forgot that until last night as well. I was like, he was number two overall. They drafted, I mean, basically a project, I guess, because he was a tremendous athlete and like could finish at the rim, but he couldn't shoot. They right. drafted a number two, which the Sixers drafted a number one pick overall. They couldn't shoot. Markel Fultz a few <laughs> years true. ago, which now, he has actually improved. Though. The Hornets over the years have had some good number two picks. Alonzo Mourning, that was a pretty good number two pick. Uh, who was another one? Uh, Ameka Okafor. Oh yeah, yeah, not as he good. was rookie of the year, yeah. but didn't have the didn't career, have the, the sustaining career. So that's three. Is there one more, Chandler? You said there was four. Get us that other name. And Ken, I've gone on this long Hornets bad luck take before. <laughs> so one of those being kind of just Charlotte basketball in general. The Bobcats came back the year after the loaded '03 draft mm-hmm. with LeBron. D Wade, Mello, Bosch, all in the same draft. Yep. Of course, we would have drafted Darko Milicic probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But we could have been in that draft. Then they they're an expansion team and they didn't get the number one pick. So the magic get Dwight Howard, we get Okafor. Could have had we could have had one of LeBron and them. We could have had Dwight Howard. Didn't have either one of them. They got LeBron. Uh, they got uh, Dwight Howard like twelve years later. <laughs> Did you <laughs> mention one Shaquille season. O'Neal? Yeah, Shaq was the number one. I was going to say with the morning, morning went second. Right. Yeah. So right. you just missed out on that. I, I might have worded this wrong earlier, but he'll this, be the fourth. This will be the fourth. Yeah. Ten four. All right. Yeah. Uh, you had the team with the worst winning percentage in NBA history not get the number one pick and not get Anthony Davis. Instead, yep. we got number two with MKG. So there's been bad luck. There's also been you make your own luck with drafting, you know, busts like Adam Morrison and so on uh, and so forth. Nick Batum, was he a pack? No, he nah. they signed him. There was somebody in the last five, six years. That oh, Frank signed. Kaminsky. There's been uh, a, a ton of. Uh, Frank the Tank. Noah Vonley, I believe. Was Noah Vonley. Is Bismack Biombo a bust? He's had four different stints with the Hornets. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Yeah. He's been back. He's been trying to make up for it. And he's still in the league right still now. Still in the league. With the Suns? I, I don't know if he's a bust, but he was more. He was a project guy, too. So um, Atticus says Scoot Henderson. Yes, yes sir. That's going to be the guy. LaMelo. Miles Bridges is he still? He's coming back. I mean, that is the that is like the plan. That is the expectation in Charlotte Mm. is that Miles Bridges will be back. Yeah, he says Mark Williams. That is the core that will feed families. Hornets outlook is bright. Not gonna feed them well, but it might feed them. Yeah, (laughs) look, you might get a. Michelini's dollar uh, frozen dinner. (laughs) You know what? Those are okay. They're not bad. They fill your belly. Uh, he said the Hornets outlook is bright as long as we don't draft Brandon Miller at number two. Yeah. With a lot of controversy. A little, little bit. I think the Scoot's the guy. So I've never watched Scoot in my life. I like the name Scoot. Uh, Chandler, you're our YouTube highlights guy. Give me this skinny on Scoot. Um, really good point guard. He's from Marietta, Georgia. He's only 19 years old. He just turned 19 in February. Um, but he's not afraid to drive to the rack. And he, there's actually, if you look up some of his uh, his highlights, there's actually, uh, he played against Victor Wembanyama and made him look like a fool a couple times. Yeah, okay. So Take that. Like He's not afraid. Like He sits there and looks at a 7-4 guy and goes, all right, I'm going to take yeah. this. And it just very, well, Are the Spurs watching this? Maybe they don't want this Victor clown. And, and, and we'll take him. He and, already uh, bought a house in San Antonio. <laughs> 
Um, but like he he's create, actually living with Greg Popovich. Yeah, he creates a lot of space. I feel like he's a really smart basketball player for a young guy like at the age of at nineteen. So, uh, but that's a guy. This is a guy that has been talked about in the basketball world for yeah. like the past couple of years. Well, Chandler, uh, a lot of folks are asking Scoot. I've never heard where did he go to school. Uh, he didn't he go didn't. to school. Uh-huh. He went to high school. Uh-huh. He actually is Who's playing. Who's he play for? He's playing in the G League. For who? The uh, NBA G League Ignite. Yep. Ignite? Yep. Ignite. Are they in a city? They're not. <laughs> they just kind of like, show up. It's like the Globetrotters. <laughs> they just tr- uh, trot around the states and play basketball. All right, Scoot Henderson. He's I, the guy, though. All right. Is he going to be a bust, Ken Watlington? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if if history tells us anything in the Charlotte Hornets, probably. But you know what? Let's cross our fingers and hope for the best. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope for the best. Hey, by the way, um, Steve Clifford, great guy. Yep. Uh, can we fire him and pick up one of these coaches that just got fired? Coach Doc Bud, Rivers. Doc Rivers, Monty Williams, Monty Williams. And we know Doc Rivers will get us to Game Seven. Won't win it. Yeah, <laughs> but he'll get us there. You know how excited we'll be when the Hornets have a three-one series lead in the playoffs, even though they're going to lose that series. <laughs> we'll be up three to one. Those three games will be awesome. Yeah, I'll take it right now. I just I think back to that Heat series. Hey, they blew you, a three-two lead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, but I, I love the excitement. Purple shirt guy. Yeah, we hate him. He is. I don't hate many people. I hate that guy. <laughs> Never met him. Don't know his name. Hate, hate him. him. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Atticus says Scoot is getting D Rose Rust comparisons. Oh, I love a good comparison. A good comp. Don't make me pull up David Montgomery again. <laughs> My NBA nut roommate has already talked about the comparison between Henderson and Russ. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Okay. I'll take it. So we can shoot. Every time I hear comparison, I think about this ESPN. David Montgomery. He has the feet of Saquon Barkley, the vision of Le'Veon Bell, the strength of Ezekiel Elliott, the athleticism of Sony Michelle, greatest running back of all time, David Montgomery. Yeah. Love a good comparison, Bass. <laughs> He's the man. Uh, we'll be back. We'll talk a little Canes and more with Ken Wildington, WNCT Channel 9, while you enjoy this cover of Hold On. Someday somebody's going to make you want to turn around and say You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. And there's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia with our very own Clip Brock. AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, here with fellow Commanders fan, Ken Wadlington. Hail to the Commanders. Ken, I've been to a handful of Washington games over the years. I was trying to make a quick list of the opposing quarterbacks I've seen live. Some very good, like Peyton Manning and Troy Aikman. Yeah. Some pretty good, like Alex Smith when he was with the Niners. Some uh, – is Jim Harbaugh – what category is he in with quarterbacks? 
He Pretty was good. He was one. <laughs> he was one. Yeah. You also had a guy you've never heard of for the Chargers that started when I went. I don't know why I remember his name. Craig Wheelahan. Good gracious. <laughs> also, was it Jim Miller? Who was the Bears quarterback in 1999? Chris Miller or Jim Miller? Some guy named Miller. Yeah. Some average Caucasian guy with the last name Miller. Um, and uh, Hasselback. Saw Matt Hasselback with the Seahawks. Yeah. So, uh, just trying to think of a list. I'm trying to go back and most recent game I went to was probably about four years ago. Uh, it's a Sunday night oh. game. Aaron Rodgers and the, and the Packers came. And we Washington won that won game. The game. Yeah, I remember that game. And then it was a Monday night game about two years before that. Uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks just demolished them. Huh. And that's saw, the last uh, two I can remember in D.C. I, I saw some games when I was living in Ohio when they would play Detroit. It was only about an hour drive. They lost those games. They won one of them. Wow. It seems like we always lose I don't remember a quarterback for any team. Yeah. So We saw, saw Matt Ryan as well uh, most recently in 2012. Was excited to see RG3. He left that game, and Kirk Cousins made his debut in that game. And that was it. And the rest <laughs> is history. Yeah. And now we got... Uh, uh, Coach O had a great conversation. I had my annual post draft uh, conversation with Coach O on Saturday. Clip, are you a Sam Howe believer? I was like, Coach O, I'm, I'm gonna give him a shot. I'm gonna give him a chance. Listen, this is all I'm gonna go with. He's he's one and zero in his career, and he beat the Cowboys. That's a good start. Was that his first and only start? That's his the last only game he even played. Threw a butte to was it Terry? Terry threw, threw yep. a bomb. Yep. All right, so he's undefeated as a starter, and he's 1-0 against Dallas. And beat him by 20. You tell that to most Washington fans, they're going to take it. Yes. That's our guy. Every day, eight days a week. All right, I'm riding with him. Yeah. Even though we Until were, week one. <laughs> even though we were trying to get Andrew Luck to come off the farm or wherever the hell he is to come play for us. Andrew Luck retired in 1997. You always sure you want to come to Washington? Let's like, Come on. Jim Ursay woke up out of his stupor and said, hey, you can't do that. Stop talking to our guy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Ken, uh, you fired up for some Canes, Eastern Conference Final Hockey? Seems like they haven't played in about two weeks, but uh, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock, finally get to see some more hockey. I was at the game Thursday uh, when they clinched it in overtime. Awesome. One of the best in-person uh experiences as a fan i've yeah. ever been to in my life it was just electric it was awesome were you a fan i was okay yeah. cool i paid a, probably a little bit too much for a ticket and me and a friend went we were about 10 rows up and right in front of the goal that that they scored the uh the ot winner and it was just man just the, the roof went off that place when it's a cliche and you wonder if people just say it just because other people say like you got to go to a live hockey game or a yeah. playoff hockey game and then I went to one, and I'm like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> yeah. You have to do it. It's awesome. It was so much fun. I still haven't really got my voice back, just screaming and yelling. And, boy, really I, fun. I know the Canadians and the hockey diehards are excited to see Panthers, Hurricanes. And Vegas. And, <laughs> and Vegas. You know. I guess are they is old hockey folks rooting for the Stars? They're not – like, they've changed – locations right, right? were they minnesota they were the minnesota north stars they yeah. went to dallas in 94 95 something like they that. should be the south stars now they're just the stars the stars yeah. all right so canes uh coming up on thursday night mike maniscalco gonna join us later on in awesome. the show to talk canes hockey as uh we will check in with him ahead of the big series coming up ken uh what else is on your sports radar at this time braves and Rangers playing. You know, the Braves, it's a, it's a love-hate relationship. One day I'm like, oh, the Braves are pretty good. Then then your two best pitchers go on the I.L. for maybe an extended period of time. And Max Fried and 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 Wright. And it's like, all right, what's going to happen? Blue Jays are good. I hate getting swept, sure. but the Blue Jays are good. And what kind of frustrated the, the sweep as far as 
I'm concerned is the, the bullpen blew the lead Sunday. Yeah. Come on. Uh, good news, Spencer Strider on the mound tonight yep. for Atlanta. Guaranteed nine strikeouts. I mean, I had a buddy who uh, was talking to myself and another Braves fan, and he said, you know, Spencer Strider uh, strikeouts lead, uh, strikeouts leader props are, you get some pretty good odds on that. This was like week one of the yeah. season, and now he's probably minus 500 to uh, to lead the league in strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, he's just been phenomenal. And, and hadn't even gone that many innings. No, no, in some he's, of these he's not going more than six innings or anything. He's still getting 10, 11, 12 strikeouts yeah. a game. It's phenomenal. Looking at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. Dodgers lead the Twins 1-0 in the third inning. Reds over the Rockies 2-0. No score between the D-backs, A's, and the Phillies and the Giants. I guess the good news is right now, uh, Ken, nobody really stepping up in that NL East. True. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the the Phillies and the Mets, uh, just disappointment this so far this year. Break up the O's. Uh, they win last yeah. night, 27-15. and 15. Uh, They're four and a half back of the amazing Rays, but O's playing great. You can hear O's baseball right here on Pirate Radio. All right, uh, what else are you following, Ken? Braves are what, 26-16? and 16? You got it up right there, don't you? They are 26-16. and 16. All right. And the, and the Dodgers have overtaken them for the best record in the league. Dodgers are hot. They have 27 wins. Uh, Braves with 26 over in the AL. Uh, the O's have 27. And the Rangers have 26. Of course, everybody chasing the Rays at 32. And the, the Braves are playing their fourth straight series against an American League team with this yeah. new schedule, which is kind of weird. Strange. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. Uh, Ken, anything else you're following in the sports world these days? Uh, just the Canes, man. Just excited to see what happens over this next couple of weeks. And maybe we'll see some hockey in Raleigh in the month of June. How cool would that be? Yeah, awesome. Uh, when can we see you on the television? 5 o'clock, 5.30, 6 o'clock, 11 o'clock, WNCT. Tune in. Hopefully we'll have some good news. Uh, obviously there will always be a little bit of bad news. That's just life. It is. That's the way it works. But you know what? you got to hold on for one more day. Just one more day. That's the message. That's right. Ken, thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, we'll take a time out. Come back when we return. Patrick Mason will join us. Inside the Pirate Radio Studios, we'll get his take on East Carolina and Campbell and look ahead at what's next for Pirate Baseball. That and more on the way, Hour 2. Plus, another great giveaway coming up at the end of next segment. Lunch for two to tiebreakers and a $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore. It can be yours when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this. Make one man weep and another man say, change your heart to a little white You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. And both locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. We roll on a busy Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live coming up hour number three. 
We've got Garrett McGinn, the former Pirate, now XFL champion, joining us. Just won a title with Arlington on Saturday night. We'll talk to GMAC coming up, former ECU offensive lineman at 5 o'clock. Mike Maniscalco also joining us in hour number three as we talk Canes and Panthers. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here, and Patrick Mason to my left joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. Hello, Patrick. Hey, how's it going? It is going good. How about yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. That's a that's a it's an interesting shirt. Yeah, it's it's comfy. I found it for like four dollars, so uh, it was a good find. Good buy, good buy, <laughs> good buy for sure. Off like a rack. So. All right, so uh, Pirates falling to Campbell last night. Chandler's got a camera in my face uh, because he wants to put this out on social media, but I don't want to talk baseball right now, Chandler. I want to talk about family. Let's talk about what's most important. Sports. It's a great distraction. It's fun. It's a it's a hobby. It's something that we like. We get emotionally invested in. But the great thing about it is if your team loses, it's not the end of the world. It's not. It's not not. the most important thing. You got to make the most important thing the most important thing. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, Your family, your parents are in town, right? They were. Yeah, yeah. They had a good time. In my family, sports is what kind of brings us together. I think we're a big sports family. So we've always we're always watching any sort of game, always talking about it. So that's that's part of my love for it. How did they enjoy their first taste of East Carolina baseball? Man, they loved it. They loved it. My mom was in the car ride home was just like, man, this, that was so cool. And like, she, I mean, she was blown away at the atmosphere because she's that was her first college baseball game, actually both of theirs. Wow. And uh, I mean, they they had a blast. So they were out in the jungle in like right center field. Um, so they they saw Josh Moylan's uh, oh, home yeah. run over the scoreboard, uh, just basically right over their head. So that was really cool for them. That's awesome. And you said they're on a baseball road trip, right? They've taken in some other games. Yeah, yeah. They saw the Orioles, um, the Nationals game. Um, now they're hanging out with some friends uh, in South Carolina. So yeah, doing a little bit of baseball. So they saw three baseball games. So uh, yeah, it's a pretty fun road trip for them. Awesome, good stuff. Glad you got some family time in. Speaking yeah. of family. Um, your dad noticed that I was a hat guy, and guess what? My wife's going to be glad to know I got another one to add to the rack. <laughs> now, this is interesting. This is a Chicago Cubs hat. That's right. Now, Patrick, you are a White Sox diehard. I am, yeah. So why, why would your dad purchase a Chicago Cubs hat? Yeah, so he, my mom, and the rest of my family are diehard Cubs fans. And uh, for whatever reason, when I was a kid, I uh, switched to the dark side, and uh, it stuck. So so what year did you, when like, when did you become a fan? Um, I mean, I, I always loved watching baseball with them. And I, th- I mean, I had to be like, you know, five or six. It was really young. My uncle got me batting gloves and had a White Sox logo on oh. it. So uh, I think that that turned me for good, and I don't know if my dad was too happy about the White Sox batting gloves, but um, yeah, it stuck, and you know, here I am. Because <laughs> I'm thinking you're so like around the time the Cubs almost made it to the World Series with the Bartman stuff. Yep, yeah, 2003. Like you're watching baseball then, right? Oh yeah, and the for Cubs sure. were good. Then. Yep, yeah, my my parents actually they got us a. Um, you know, babysitter, and they were going down to Miami uh, to watch those games. And, really? Yeah. So they, I mean, they they love baseball, so they're all over wow. the place. And um, yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. you've seen a the White Sox win in the mid in 2005. Yeah. So they won, and then the Cubs finally won one. Yeah. So both of y'all got one. Yeah. Yeah. We World both Series. got one. Um, but my mom would always give me crap about you know the White Sox was a fluke and all that and. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, I, I still follow the Cubs just so I can talk to them, talk Cubs with them. But, yeah, I mean, they, they love the Cubs, and, you know, they always have. Who's your first favorite baseball player? 
Honestly, it was probably Sammy Sosa, just because growing yeah. up, I mean, we had like, you know, Sammy Sosa was the dude in Chicago. Um, I also loved Frank Thomas, um, you know, kind of both both sluggers in Chicago, but yep. Sammy Sosa was just so much fun. I loved the Big Hurt. He was probably my favorite non-brave in the 90s, just because oh, yeah. I played first, and just uh, he, was, he was just such an intimidating figure. He was. He was just a massive human. All right, if you have questions for uh, Patrick, you can get them in, and... Um, we got one uh, from Eric. He says, Patrick, if you only have $4 left to your name, are you buying a shirt or a hot bowl of soup? <laughs> well, am I already wearing a shirt in this scenario? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, That's a good question. It, I guess it depends on what kind of soup. Maybe I'm going soup in this in this scenario. We've got soup to talk about. We'll save that for yeah. later on in the hour because I, I made a form of soup. Patrick's made one. Also, Patrick walked in with a big smile on his face. Was it Sunday or Saturday? Well, I think it was Sunday, right? Uh-huh. When you came in and said you started your day with, yeah, we won't, yep. we won't reveal it yet. That's right. Yeah, we had some dueling soup. Uh, yeah, know, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Chad Pike says, "I've never seen an ECU home run hit that high and over the scoreboard like that one." Was it as good as I think it was? Yeah, I mean, it was it was mammoth. Yeah, I think I tweeted out. It sounded like TNT off the bat. I mean, it was just one where you look up and go, "Wow, that sounds different." But I guess if you, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen one over the scoreboard. I've seen some balls hit the scoreboard. But I guess if you're talking about high, um, we uh, we saw one recently. I think it was on Friday when uh, was it Wilcoxon, right? He hit the the light bank. Was mm-hmm. that was that Wilcoxon? Um, yeah, yeah, Justin Wilcoxon. I mean, he hit that that light. Uh, light bank in, uh, in right field. That was, you know, sky high as well. So a couple of uh, moonshots by ECU the past few days. Uh, Jamie said Bryson Worrell put some out like that, uh, but it, he said it was a massive home run. Mm-hmm. Jamie says, as a Braves fan, can you wear a Cubs hat? So I think, I, I don't know why I feel this way. I, like with baseball, I feel like I can wear another team's hat. You would never catch me wearing like, I almost bought a 49ers hat out of protest to Washington last year because <laughs> I was so mad, but I didn't do it. Like, I can't wear another NFL team's hat for whatever reason. Basketball, like, I had a cool Blazers hat. I love the Blazers logo, so I wear that every now and then. But I feel like baseball is one of the sports where I can wear another team's hat and still be a fan because I have a cool Blue Jays hat. I wear that White Sox hat a lot that I really like. Yeah, hats for baseball are – it's different. It's, it's I think just it's different. A, yeah. yeah. It's almost like jerseys for basketball. I feel like you can just rock like an old school basketball jersey and not necessarily be a fan. I'm going to run through the teams and see what hats I've owned out of Major League Baseball teams. Rays, no. Orioles, yes. Blue Jays, yes. Yankees and Red Sox, no. That's okay, though. There are certain teams yeah. that I just can't get. I'm and, with you. And, and those are those are a couple of them there. Twins, no. Tigers, no. Cleveland, yes. White Sox, yes. Royals, no. And I do want a Royals hat. Yeah, I'd like a Royals one. hat. Rangers, no. Astros, yes. Angels, no. Mariners and A's, yes. I've had the Braves. My Florida Marlins hat in 1993 or four was one of my favorites. Just such a cool logo with the F and the fish. Yep. Um, Phillies, Mets, Nationals, hell no. Never. <laughs> yeah, you can't that. go in division. Nope. Like I'm not I'm not wearing any AL Central hat. Brewers, yes. Pirates, yes. Reds, no. Cubs, yes. Cardinals, no. And I'll never own I hate the Cardinals mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Me too. Dodgers, no. D backs, no. Padres, yes. Giants, no. Rockies, yes. I loved my old nineteen ninety four Rockies hat as well. So there are certain teams that I feel strongly about. Dodgers, Cardinals, um, 
Nationals, Mets, Phillies, and Red Sox, Yankees that I will never own uh, one of their hats. Yeah, the the Yankees, Red Sox, I'm I'm out on them too. There's no way you're going to catch me in a Yankees hat. There's just no way. Yeah, just uh, it's one of those things. I, I hat etiquette, I guess. All right, we got some baseball questions uh, that we will get to. Let's see. Christian says, thoughts on the upcoming series. Do we see Rasmussen stay in the batting order due to his offense? And do we potentially see a new outfielder with the mistakes that occurred last night? So we'll hit those one by one. Um, I guess we can start with Rasmussen. Um, I think I don't know if he'll start. So I, I, my my idea is if, if Jacob Starling's healthy, he's definitely going to hold down second base. Cliff said he was day to day back on Monday. Mm-hmm. I, I think if he's healthy, he's he's playing second base. But he Connor did have a a great great game yesterday. He got his first collegiate hit. He scored a run and a at the time was a very crucial run. Um, so I, I think we'll see him this weekend for sure. I don't know if he'll get you know a start, but uh, which Chrisman started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's between those two if Starling can't go. Right. Yeah. Uh, and how about in the outfield? Man, um, Patrick, we had the fly ball in between, was it uh, Noak and Hoover? Yep, in left center. We had Riley Johnson, and that, that ball was laced. It was hit sharply, but he misplays a ball, and that leads to you know what happened there in the ninth inning. And were there any other mistakes in the outfield last night? I know those two stood out. Yeah, there was basically those two were huge. The thing about Riley Johnson, that's probably the toughest ball in baseball when there's a, a line drive right at you. Um, and that was, I mean, honestly, the first ball he's misplayed all year. I mean, he's been great in center field. Um, and we we asked Cliff about it after the game, and he was just saying, you know, big moment. He wanted to make a play for the team. Just, you know, was feeling, feeling juiced up, kind of charged the ball and ended up going over his head. Um, I, I really don't have a problem with Riley Johnson in the outfield. Um, Luke Nowak, however, I, I think that is, uh, you know, if you can get Riley in center and, you know, put Lane back in left, um, I think that's probably the ideal setup. Um, yeah, because definitely uh, Nowak struggled out there in left field. Um, Christian says, who's getting the nod on the mound tomorrow? Cliff Godwin told us Monday, I believe Zach Root will be throwing on Thursday. Yeah, he's thrown, uh, you know, kicked off some weekend series and uh, he, he didn't throw um, yesterday. So, and I like that. I mean, he's, he's been great all year. All right, and let's see. Alex says, if we end up at Wake, it would be a home regional, regional essentially. He said, I know I'm way behind. We had talked about that earlier. <laughs> um, is that true? I don't know how Wake does as far as baseball attendance. Judging by their other sports, I can't imagine. Now, it being a regional and they're number one, you would have folks show, out, show up, I would think. But, man, Pirate fans know how to invade a, an opposing stadium. <laughs> they certainly do. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a Wake Forest fan, I mean, this is the time to go out and support them. I mean, they got a great team this year. Um, but honestly, I think if, if it's an in-state game, yeah, there's going to be a ton of Pirate fans out. There's no doubt about that. Christian said, how much uh, are we putting our money down on Cincy helping us this weekend? I would say save that money and buy a, a shirt or some soup. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. Cincy's pesky. They've been pretty good against everybody not named East Carolina. But um, man, Houston has got the rabbit's foot right now. They do. The thing is, though, it's it is just any. If you think about any baseball series, it is difficult to sweep a team. I know you know ECU handled Cincinnati, but um, I, I don't see if there's any reason why Cincinnati can't win at least one of those games. So I mean, it'd definitely be something to watch. But yeah, it's just kind of a, a tough situation where you just gotta you gotta take care of business yourself, and you gotta hope for some help. Yeah, I, I've read a lot of comments last night because that game. <laughs> spurned a lot of comments and uh, i saw one that said you know how do how do we bounce back from this like this is 
Oh, pretty easy. Yeah, like, it's, you it's easy. It was a great game, and you, you came up with a loss, but you bounced back by going back out there and just playing like you have most of the year and winning a baseball game against South Florida. I don't think it's going to be that difficult. Yeah, and if you look at the game yesterday, East Carolina bounced back multiple times. In the know? game. In yeah. the game, especially when the place was deflated when, you know— uh, Campbell scored all those runs, and you're down by six, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're you got the lead again. So, I mean, th- this team is resilient. They're they're not going to lay down, and you know, they they know it's uh, at stake this weekend. They're they're going to play well. And it was a bad combo of bad luck. I don't know. How about the first batter in the ninth last night? What, what was that play with Amac over at third, right? Where he kind of yeah, because he was he was playing in, and well, are you talking about? It was the first batter of the ninth, right? They hit the ball on the ground to third, or am I getting that wrong? No, I think you're right. And then he—that's when he charged. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just, it was just kind of strange. A fun, just kind of a funky play. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those spots where you have to charge. He got it off the short hop, if I remember correctly. Um, it's just kind of one of those plays that happens. But then the next batter hit the line drive to center. Yeah. So that—that's where the scope of the inning changed. You know, if Riley catches that ball, there's one out. The guy stays at first base. Yeah. And everything's different. Instead, you know, you got two guys on, and then you know the inning unravels from there. Yeah. I mean, two runs up with Carter Spivey on the mound is the spot you want to be in. Oh, and, absolutely. And just bad things happen, and you got to give credit to Campbell, too. They're the highest-scoring team in the nation. I mean, this is a really good—I mean, this is probably, what, Campbell's best team they've, I don't know about ever had, but probably ever had. And, they're I mean, they're a good baseball team. Every 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 guy can hit one through nine. Um, and that, that's why it was, they scored 14 runs. And, you know, what, what are you going to do? You, you played well. You came back. It was an exciting atmosphere. And, you know, sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Jamie says, Campbell has people from all over the country. I feel like that's our next step. Recruit nationwide. Mm, I don't know. The thing is, like, if ECU wins that game, or, or is this comment happening? and saying, man, ECU needs to get more transfers. ECU's won how many regionals in a row in their top right. 20 every yeah. year? I mean, I think they're... They're doing just And fine. they're not up there with, like, the powers in recruiting in college baseball. So, yeah, I mean, there's... Sure, there, there's better players that could come here, but... The players that are coming in are, are good enough to win a ton of games. Yeah, they're very good. Yeah, yeah. ECU's going to win 40-plus games this year. Yeah. So, <laughs> And you're right. I mean, look, you, you got to if, – if it doesn't go your way, Patrick, you got to change something. We got to <laughs> change our whole recruiting philosophy. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know. It's ECU is a very good baseball team. They, they got beat by an, another very good baseball team, and that's what happens in baseball. And Campbell has a very good baseball team. They had a guy throwing 98 miles an hour. It was free and easy. You know, just if you, if you looked at him, he was just easily humping up there at 98. Humping up, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. it's just a good baseball team. And there's no reason to look at your own team and go, wow, you know, how, how do we get, you know, more of these guys? And at ECU has plenty of good players, and they're a very good baseball team. Christian says, I hope Spivey bounces back this weekend. We all do, and I have no doubt that he will. Yeah, and, and Cliff said post game that Spivey wasn't feeling the greatest, but, you know, he... He's, he's the guy you want in that situation, so you go to him. And I have all the confidence they're, they're going to be just fine. All right, we'll talk uh, more Pirate Baseball when we return. Patrick Mason from the Daily Reflector. We'll talk suit, maybe get on a little football talk as well. If you have any questions, comments, you can get those in, and we will discuss them here on Pirate Radio Live. As we go to break, it's Win It Wednesday. We gave it away in hour one. We're going to do it in hour three, and we're going to do it right now. Caller number, pick a number, Chandler. Pick a number. 
we had a lot of people call earlier, and we've already got people calling in right now. I'm going to go. Let's go call number six. Caller six, 317-1250, wins lunch for two to tiebreakers, and a $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore. Lunch for two at Tiebreakers, a $50 gift card, Appliances Superstore. It can be yours if you're calling number six, 317-1250. We're back with more after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Town Insurance is your premier independent insurance agency from maximizing opportunities to minimizing risk. Town's insurance advisors offer expert professional advice to clients of all sizes for personal or business insurance questions call 756-8300 today and congratulations to tim corley of greenville picked up a tiebreakers gift card and a 50 dollars gift card to appliances superstore at appliances superstore they make buying appliances easy it's just that simple they have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern north carolina which helps their customers save money every day they offer a 12-month warranty on all their appliances plus they deliver set up your new appliance and they remove your old one just go to uh, visit uh, appliances superstore off highway 264 behind the new dmv or you can shop them online at appliancessuperstore.com. Remember, they make buying appliances easy at Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, it's a beautiful day for sports trivia at A.J. McMurphy's. Come on out tonight, 8 o'clock. We'll be there. A little warm-up for you folks who can get this uh, question. The Trailblazers have the number three pick after uh, last night's draft lottery. Entering the 2023 draft, Portland has taken seven players within the top four picks in the draft. Only two have gone to an all-star game. Sidney Wicks went to four, and this player, this uh, big man in the 70s, also was an all-star for the Blazers. Oh, boy, I'm out. I don't know. Uh, White guy? Oh, he's white. Oh, man. Does he have a son that plays in the league now? No, he had a son that played and coached in the league previously. I'm out. Who are you talking about? I don't know, but I feel like I'm on the right track. <laughs> well, who? Sorry, are you just throwing out random? I just, I do you have nobody in mind? This guy I, might have I, good I, genes. I, I, playing and, I'm just know. trying to think of the, the last name. I don't know. I have no idea. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, are you John Gruden or Bill Walton? A little bit of both. <laughs> Maybe John Gruden high like Bill Walton is all the time. Uh, so there you go. Jamie got it right. Way to go, Jamie. Uh, you are ready for sports trivia. Ed A.J. McMurphy's coming up tonight. All right, Patrick. Pirates uh, on the road at South Florida and then the conference tournament. I guess you won't be making those trips, but you have secretly been saying behind the scenes you wouldn't be terribly upset with a, a nice little roadie for a regional, and you might get your wish here. Yeah, I think I might get my wish, but you know, who knows at this point. I feel like projections, even, what are we, two weeks out? There's still so much that can change. But after seeing last night's atmosphere, it's like, man, this place is just yeah. built for the postseason. But 
I don't know. I, I guess I'd, I don't know. It, just personally and selfishly, I'd like to see some different atmospheres. But, I mean, man, Greenville is, is top-notch for sure. Let's play uh, Patrick Mason Regional Destinations and where you would like to go. So, I like I'll it. just name some teams, and you go 1 to 10. 1, I don't want to go to that stinking place. 10, can't wait to go to that place. All right, I like it. We'll start with Winston-Salem. Um, Like 4. Okay. Lower half. Yeah. Uh, how about what if they send you all? This will never happen. They send you out to Stanford. I think I'd like that. Yeah, <laughs> sign right. me up for that. What number are you? At? I'll go with nine for that. All right. How about Morgantown, West Virginia? Five, four, yeah. four, okay. five. Yeah, I've been. I haven't, but I'm. I'm not really that interested. How about uh, what is UConn actually going to host? Or Connecticut? No, I don't want to go to Connecticut. <laughs> two. That's two. A, a two on the list. <laughs> Uh, the Pirates have done this before. Coral Gables. Yeah, I'm in for that. I'll go it. Seven or eight. All right, seven, seven or eight. Point five. How about Fayetteville? Point five. <laughs> One. You went? Did you go the first time around? No. No. Chandler was like the only guy there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm out on that. And Cliff Godwin said, "I'm not talking to Chandler. I'm out of here." And got ejected and didn't talk. <laughs> that to honestly anybody. sounds horrible to go to Fayetteville. <laughs> All right, not in for Fayetteville. No. How about you and Coach O go on a road trip to uh, Corvallis? oregon yes I'm a, I'm a 10 for that really yeah i i just i went to oregon one time oh okay. um, just portland and i just had a blast out there i would just lo- i just love the state it's just it's just really cool all right there you go other uh option that we saw from d1 baseball charlottesville yeah i'm i'm in for that i actually googled it and just kind of looking at the town and it looks pretty cool so maybe like a eight for that all right there you go patrick mason's regional destination power rankings i also saw durham pop up somewhere and that's probably like a two for me like that does not interest me one bit you would like to go somewhere out of state Mm -hmm. unique maybe that you haven't visited right yeah somewhere somewhere cool somewhere somewhere different you know just get a whole different vibe and just a different whole different atmosphere how about conway or clemson south carolina any interest going to the upstate not really not really at all all right no interest uh dallas baptist no (laughs) no thank you anything in texas doesn't sound that much fun they are 17th uh in the d1 baseball poll so we'll see how all this shakes out as far as regionals go we will be with you coming up on monday uh, memorial day a couple mondays from now myself mike mullis and chandler will be live here in the pirate radio studios during the selection show and we will be uh talking to you recapping all of the regionals and uh talking about where the pirates will be playing so looking forward to that yeah that'll be fun i always like that monday selection show usually we're out there uh this year i'm sure patrick will be out there and we'll have folks from pirate radio out there but always fun to uh, get together with the team and find out their destination and it was a lot of fun last year when that national seed popped up yeah i remember we were all standing there and when ecu popped up as number eight you could just look at all the guys looked at each other and like let's go like are yeah. you kidding me this is awesome like I, I mean they were surprised and i thought it was really fun there was a moment of is this like really happening because yeah. it was a little bit unexpected last year and we could have the same thing this year if the pirates reel off a bunch of wins here from here on out and maybe they get in still getting into that top 16 that's right i mean that's the thing like you could easily sweep this series and then just play really well in the tournament um and yeah you know who knows what can happen all right, Pirate Football News this week, Patrick. I said it yesterday. I love the games. I, I love doing the Bud Light pregame tailgate, and uh, we had you on that show leading up to games last year. That's my favorite thing I do here, just 
there, there's optimism. It's fun. It's game day. People are tailgating and eating. We're watching other games. Like that is my favorite thing that I'm able to do here. That that pregame show, and I love the game itself. The post game is fun. Sometimes it's. Uh, <laughs> a bit of a fight to get through when things aren't going good and you just get hammered with people that are angry but that's part of the the gig it's people love it so we're here for you after the game on the usa their fifth quarter calling show one thing i don't enjoy is recruiting and now the the nil talk and my least favorite thing ever is conference realignment and that stuff i, I just like the games and they're going to keep playing football games and i know people are uh, not liking the direction of college athletics and things like that but the games will still go on you'll still have your pirates on the football field in uniforms playing so you can count on that and that is a good thing but like this week for example you had a receiver go in the transfer portal from uconn commit to east carolina and immediately decommits and reopens his recruitment and that is reason 1a that i'm just not into recruiting yeah you know i when I uh, I clicked on the, the tweet, and I first thing I did was I went to the comments. I feel like uh, th- this is one of the times where I feel like ECU fans, like while they were upset, they didn't like personally attack the kid. All right, if good. that makes sense. Like I feel like I see that everywhere where they, you know, the kid just gets you know dragged, and yeah, it's it, it, it's a bad time. You know when that happens, you're excited about this, and all of a sudden you know he, he's leaving. But I feel like you know everyone was just like, hey man, this sucks, but whatever. I, I just thought that was a decent part of it. But yeah, college sports right now is there's so much happening that is not part of the game. Yeah, like it's everywhere. You know, it's it's almost hard to focus on the game, and you have no clue what your team's going to look like. Even at this point in the year, you know, you feel like all right, well, you know, we're adding some guys, and then all of a sudden you're not adding this guy, and people are moving and changing, and there's just so much you know swinging from one way to the other, and you just have no clue what's happening, and that's got to be so frustrating. Yeah, and it and is. It is frustrating. I've resigned myself just to the fact that teams are going to be different every year now, and I. I'm excited to watch a freshman play, but unfortunately I can't think about, hey, what's this guy going to look like in three years? Because he might look a lot better and he might be wearing a different color and playing in a different city for a different school. Yeah, And we have seen that happen millions of times now, even before the transfer portal here at East Carolina. So uh, I just kind of, hey, it is what it is. Let's, uh, Let's win this year. And if we don't, then I'll be ready next year with probably a whole new cast of characters. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, no longer can you say, oh, man, I can't wait to see what these guys are going to look like playing together for two, three years. And now it's, you know, this guy had a good year and he's gone, or this guy had a bad year and didn't play enough and he's gone. And, yeah, like you said, it, every year is its own its own thing. So you just got to root for this year because you don't know what's coming back next year. <laughs> I mean, the fact that we have Brandon Johnson, R.J. Felton, Ezra Ozar, and, I mean, you can throw him Walker, too, coming back – is like an anomaly this time yeah. in the in the world of sports and and that's enough to get me excited along with the uh the other guys coming in so that is a good thing that, that your core outside of javon small does return and javon small wasn't even there second half of the year last year anyway so speaking on basketball that's exciting football like <laughs> so DraftKings. i'm going to bring this up earlier DraftKings put out their win totals for 2023 east carolina five and a half man we had a, i think it was like a week or two ago we were thinking six and a half yeah it's dropping now so yeah it's <laughs> i mean 
it sounds right though, doesn't it? You know, it's, yeah, I think it does to me. So many questions. I've marks. already said if you can get six wins, if I could take six right now, I would take it and, and run. And that's just if, if you just say, hey, are we going to be bowl eligible or not? Essentially, this year, six wins, right? Yeah, and just say, would you be happy with a bowl eligible ECU team? Probably yes. I would be, and and you don't. It's not great, you know. You're, Especially it, when you look at Mike Houston in year. What's he going into? Four or five? Uh huh. I think yeah, five. And you think, all right, at that point, you got to be established. But look at all the turnover. Kind of last year was the year, and maybe if a couple things go different, state game and you know a couple other games, you do have a uh, you know more wins on the docket. But you knew that Holton Aylers was leaving. Um, of course, Isaiah Winstead was only here for one year, but. You had uh, some offensive linemen that, uh, you know, Noah Henderson out the door and C.J. Johnson could have come back, decided not to. Um, Keaton Mitchell, you kind of thought that was it for him. He was going to get drafted, which he did not, but did get picked up and is going to the league. So you've just got a ton of guys who left that had been here for so long and just so much to replace namely the quarterback position and uh, it's just a lot of unknowns right now which leads to that five and a half over under for wins for ecu football yeah and the quarterback position is like the most important position in sports and when that is a huge question mark and you don't know where you're going to get that that leads to the hey are we going to be a five win team are we going to make a bowl are we going to you know and it's hard to even say rebuilding here because i don't even know what there is to rebuild but it's just like a it's just a whole different team. It's an entirely different team you're going to be watching. One of your key cogs on the offensive line uh, will not be there. So, you know, you had Avery Jones leave. You had Henderson uh, go off to pro ball. And then you've got Nashad Strother entering the portal. And, Patrick, there's a number floating around about how much he's making NIL. Have you seen that number? No, I have not. I have not. I'm going to uh, – where's my pen? I was going to write it and slide it across the table like they do in movies. Hold on Just one second. open up the folded piece of paper and see. <laughs> so this number, man, I've seen it on message boards. Um, Jay put it in our, our Facebook Live feed uh, yesterday. This is for Strother you're talking about, yes, right? Yes, for Nashad Strother. Who, A uh, non-skill position player. And was it a starter? Good player. Right, yeah, yeah, good good starter. But I, I was questioning yesterday, was he on an uh, all-conference team? Like, I don't think I don't even think he was all no, AAC. No, I don't think so. All right, well I'm gonna put I'm gonna slide this uh this number across the table to you. I want you to look at it. Wow. Tell me what you think. Yeah, that's uh... wait, it's on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's huge. Oh my goodness. There's no way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if I'm if telling it, you, if an inside interior lineman is doing that, <laughs> I gotta I gotta get in shape. Let's put it that way. I mean, there's money to be made out there. Joe West, um, which just say which just say that without saying that it's six figures. Oh man, <laughs> big time. So Joe West, umpire, you know, yeah, yeah, he was on sure. the Brian Bailey show Monday. Yeah. Great interview, told uh-huh. some great stories. Um, have you seen the Naked Gun? Yes, yes, yes. One of my all-time favorite yep, movie series. Don't call so me Shirley. He's in it. Was that airplane? That's airplane. But, but, but Leslie Nielsen, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll allow it. Um, so Joe West is in the movie. He says one line. He said he got paid three thousand dollars a week to be out there to film it. So he got nine k for it. And, you know, not bad. He gets to hang out with Leslie Nielsen and yeah. make nine k. He said for residuals, he has made upwards of a quarter of a million dollars. Just like in, when it's on TV and stuff like that? Yes. And Every time it's on, 
he gets a check wow and uh redbeard uh tweeted the other day joe west is about to get paid because it's coming up on mlb network two times this week man so that is more money for joe west i you know a quarter 125 hundred thousand dollars for saying one line in a movie just imagine what all those other like just the money out there for a movie i know it's It's insane it's insane that that money is out there and And he's such a small bit in that movie yeah wow we're just we're doing the wrong stuff we are we're in the wrong medium essentially we're doing what we love yes we we are we are Uh, for the love of the game yeah not for the love of the green i was i was thinking about it last night i mean i'm at this this baseball game and i'm absolutely loving what i do but i know i'm in a you know what's essentially uh becoming a dinosaur type of you know job i guess but i don't know it's awesome but yeah i uh, I can't wait till you're like uh in your 40s or whatever and you're like old and crotchety (laughs) sports writer oh yeah and like you're looking down on all the uh the internet people and Mm -hmm. that's that's what i'm ready for but i'll never be the old guy who will hate a bat flip or something like that i'm always good good to hear i'm always for that all right, Patrick Mason joining us inside the Pirate Radio Studios. We'll take another time out, come back. When we return, we'll talk soup. We got another soup question from Eric. And if you have any East Carolina-related questions, White Sox, uh, whatever is on your mind in the sports world, we'll talk about it with P. Mace as we wrap up Hour 2 Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit familianc.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family with Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. <laughs> oh man what a comment you just keep watching Halle Berry movies over and over <laughs> until she realizes what's happening yeah like wait a minute alright off air conversation gets on air carries over a little bit Charlie Rhodes Chandler Honeycutt here with P. Mace Patrick Mason aka Soup Boy and that is B-O-I like paper boy 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 uh, Eric says hey Soup Boy if you were to create a soup named after you so let's say a restaurant's coming up with the Mason ooh okay okay what is in the soup what ingredients are you telling their chefs to put in the soup what is the base what's in it what, what do you got alright so it's gonna be a creamy soup it's gonna have some potatoes and bacon and I'm not like I'm not trying to make a you know just redo like the potato soup but that, that's gonna be the main ingredients um, I do like chicken I've noticed in some soup so Maybe chicken, potatoes, bacon, maybe some chives on top. Um, I guess we could start with that. And I'll, okay. Uh, and then you can customize it. You maybe add. There should be, I feel like we've probably talked about this, but like a soup buffet type situation. Yeah, yeah. 
So you, you remember those places where you could go and Charlotte, we used to have one in Greenville where you go and it's like um, Asia. I don't know what, what country specifically, but anyway, you put your ingredients there in a bowl, your sauces and stuff. Oh, like and a they, Mongolian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then they cook it for you, right, type thing. Yeah. So in this place, you have your, your kind of bases and your veggies or whatever. I like that. And then they... Yeah, you can put it in the pot and kind of get it up to temperature. Boil, yeah. 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 Simmer, whatever. Those are one of my favorite restaurants. I haven't eaten there in a long time. But yeah, you go with the bowls and just load all the stuff man. up. And then you put, put the those sauces, sauces in. Man. Do we have one of those around here? Is there anything like that out here in Greenville? Let us know. If there's one in Rocky Mount, I'll travel to the city on the rise. To by the way, how's the city rising? Is they say it's the center of it all, but I'm not sure. Oh, they changed the name. Yeah, I'm not sure what the center, what (laughs) what center of it is. Well, it's just kind of like if you want to go to Greenville or Raleigh or somewhere maybe better than Rocky Mount, you can get there. Yeah, Rocky Mount's in the center. It's it's like the the spoke, you know, the hub of the the spoke. So you know, you can. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know. My, my neighborhood's fun, but there's really not much else outside of that. Eric says that spot in the old Ryan Steakhouse. So they do this, Eric. Are you sure they're doing what we're talking about here? Where you uh, you put your stuff in a bowl and then they cook it up for you? Almost like a, a Subway situation where you kind of build your soup. You go down the line. And- yeah. Um, man, I used to love Ryan's Steakhouse right there uh, when I was a kid here in Greenville. What's a place you like to go to as a kid, Patrick? We went to Chili's a lot, honestly. <laughs> okay. They had a really good chicken sandwich that me and my dad would just crush all the time. All right. Chili's. Yeah. He wants his baby back. I, I do like, uh, honestly, though, if it was like a, maybe more, you know, for a, an outing or an occasion, um, hibachi. Like a, yeah. um, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like they cook on your table and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is, I really like that. Yeah, we got a spot or two here in Greenville where they can do that for you. It's pretty good. They'll do the... Uh, We'll stack the onions and do a volcano. And oh, yeah. You get a little show. Throwing a <laughs> shrimp in his hat and all kinds of stuff are happening. That's right. All right. Um, Eric says he would order the Mason. Nice. All right. Jamie's, we got one. Jamie says Patrick basically wants a baked potato in broth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to avoid. Like, I don't want to recreate the baked potato soup, but I do like those ingredients, and we, we can definitely have to soup it up somehow. So I went back to my soupy pork chop dinner this I, week. That, that looked good. That, I, was, I, that I, was the consistency I really liked. Yeah. It was uh, cream of potato, cream of celery, and then I got other veggies to put in there with the pork chops, with a lot of spices, and uh, it was good. Had it for uh, dinner that night and lunch the next day. Yeah, and Chandler then, said you brought it in and didn't offer him any, so it must have been too good to share. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Soup is tough to share. It, it definitely is. I understand that. Like, yeah, what, do you bring your own bowl in? What, and you can't, you, you can't divide it up or cut it. You just kind of yeah. just go with it. What do you do? Like, I know. I mean... And I would have looked selfish if I would have just brought in a bowl and be like, please, sir, can yeah. I have some more? <laughs> Why are you going around telling people this stuff, too, behind my back? I had to work what? it out of him, though. <laughs> oh, I saw him yesterday. To interrogate him? Like, yeah, I, I interrogated him. Well, I didn't want to say, I hey, really can stuck I get a highlight on him? Really stuck it to him. I, I didn't want to say, hey, can I have some? But when I saw you were making it, I was like, ooh, I said, maybe he'll bring some in for me tomorrow. And I'm I, sorry. And, and I, I smelled it when you were heating it up in the uh, microwave. I was like, man, it's... Hey, those pork good. chops look good, though. Oh, they were. They, they just looked they looked good. I love how you just slapped it in there. Oh, yeah. That, that I like is, the sound of it plopping yeah, like, in there. Yeah, it's the... 
That was really good. <laughs> and then the baptism of them where you put them under, you dunk Amen. them under. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Hey. The old submersion. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord on that, buddy. It's a holy pork chop. Holy soup. <laughs> so I, I saw you were, uh, what were you putting together? Yeah, a little, uh, little broccoli broccoli cheese with some chicken. Man, that, that's very good, too. So what was the, did you have like a cheese sauce? or? Like? Yeah, it was cheese, um, you know, some, some heavy cream, um, mm. you know, some garlic salt and stuff or garlic mm. powder and... That, that was that was kind of the base, yeah. Then broccoli, chicken, cheese. Broccoli, chicken, cheese. Okay, all right. Yeah, what kind of broccoli did you put in there? It was just frozen broccoli. Okay, I just kind of chopped or you know chopped off the bottoms of it. Gotcha. Okay, just the tree part. Yeah, makes it into the the final. I still am chasing the dragon on that uh, that Dixie Stampede soup I had back in the day. Oh yeah, that I showed you that uh-huh. that, that it is it was the best. I gotta try to. I gotta, I gotta get that taste. It's got that recipe's got to be out there. That oh yeah, the memory is. of that's got to be out there. I just feel like I, I could never recreate it, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Uh, Eric says, should all jus be classified as a soup? I think no. that's more of like no, it's no. more of like a, a dipping thing. If anything, yeah, it's, a, it's like a, a sauce. It's a soupy condiment, but yeah. it's not a soup. You don't just eat that by itself. But man, French dip dunked in au jus. Ooh. You, I mean, you get a good one. Yes, that's good. When the you bread gets a little it. soggy, I, I like that. Oh, yeah. Usually, I'm not a soggy bread guy. In fact, I run for the hills when I see soggy bread, but with the French dip, it's different. Yep, it is. There's something about it. It's It's got to be a little soggy. It hits different. All right. Uh, if you got any more soup questions, you can get those in. Oh, oh yeah. You came to uh, Clark LeClaire on Sunday with like just this... Uh, this twinkle in your eye and skipping your step <laughs> and you said you started your day off right patrick yeah yeah i had some soup and uh why what, what kind did i oh i remember I what kind it was well it was baked potato wasn't it no <laughs> what are you what kidding me I, i've eaten i've eaten, like eaten three, so much i've soup. eaten like three or four it was a lobster times. bisque yes. patrick oh okay yes. I, I can't even i can't even believe i forgot about this it was uh, the most glorious find of my life we were i was at walmart <laughs> i actually picked up like a rotisserie chicken there and on the way out i see just it's like you know like a little pre-packaged soup and it was lobster bisque and it was like two dollars and fifty cents and mm. i'm like you know I'm, I'm gonna pull the trigger on this and just try it can't can't go bad and man i heated it up in the saucepan and i was like licking the bowl at the end it was so good man so, so i gotta go find that again i'm gonna stock up maybe put some in the freezer and just have lobster bisque is where it's at were you at big walmart or one of those uh where yeah. they serve groceries yeah it was a yeah both it was a you know regular walmart the big and the grocery okay. side so the right. dual, dual threat walmart Excellent. Uh, I'm gonna have to look for that. Yeah, I think it was uh, just like their market. Was it Market Side or something? Yeah, like yeah. whatever brand that is. I mean, it was it was top notch. It was it blew me away, honestly. <laughs> so if if any of you out there see that, I mean, I will not steer you wrong. You will be pleased. All right, uh, Eric says, "What are Patrick's thoughts on Italian beef sandwiches from Chicago? Is he a once dunked, double dunked, or no dunk?" I'm a dunk. Um, so uh, tell me about this. So. Uh, I don't know about the double or once, but you can get it like dipped or not. So basically, basically Italian beef is like the best sandwich you can get. It, it's incredible, um, and you can't find it out here, which is insane to me. Um, but yeah, you, you go and get it, and you can just get it dipped, and they essentially take the entire sandwich and dip it in the sauce, and they roll it up. So when you get it, it's just it's got sauce everywhere, and it's phenomenal. So what's the sauce? Like a marinara or, or no, no, no. It's like a it's almost like an au jus. Oh, okay. something like that. Oh yeah, that um, does look good. Yeah. So if you look, you know, like Al's beef or Portillo's. Um, so it looks cheese steakish, but it's yeah. it's not. It's, but but the meat, it's like Italian beef. I don't, I'm honestly not sure what it is, but it's thinly sliced, and you got you put hot peppers on it on this nice hoagie roll 
And I mean, you, you can't find it out here. It, it kills me. It is so good. Well, you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to make your own, man. I know. Bring it. the taste of Chicago to you. Yeah, I was thinking, like, if I go to the deli and try to get some roast beef and maybe have them, like, slice it as thin, like, you know, paper thin. And then, I don't know, I guess I could find some, I don't know, au jus sauce or something. Yeah. But. You got to have Chicago style hot peppers or Italian sweet peppers. Jardinier. What is Jardinier? It's just, it's like a combination of a bunch of peppers. Okay essentially and of course pepper rossini pepperoncini yeah pepperoncini pepperoncini yeah pepperoncini i mean it is like a game-changing sandwich okay it's so good my parents brought i think it was they came up for i don't know when they came up it was like christmas time or something they brought up a pound or two of it from this place called portillo's and we had some people over and i mean that thing went so fast but you got so a grocery a... store.com patrick grocery.com no i haven't been there but you can get a 16 pack for 198 bucks qvc selling them for 135 man i'll put you on a good website if you want to get some <laughs> but uh so basically what you do you get this package of it if you want to reheat it at home you you take it out and you you separate the slices and you you have the sauce heated up on the on the stove and you put the the pieces of meat in there mm. and stir it up but only for like two or three minutes you don't want to overcook the meat just so it's nice and warm then you put it on the sandwich and yeah and and, what kind of cheese you put on it um i like to put provolone right. um, on there it's pretty good man that's probably the way to go some people put like swiss i guess but i'm a big provolone guy getting hungry me too as we tend to do at this time every wednesday the food hour oh man i, I want an italian beef so bad now eric says i have another hot take chicago dogs are atrocious no need for all those veggies on a hot dog yeah i, I, def, I definitely don't go full bore because they got um i think it's like sport peppers tomatoes it's like celery salt but basically just give me onion and mustard and i'm set jamie said two dollar lobster not only am i not pulling the trigger i'm holstering my gun <laughs> <laughs> just man all right i'm gonna if, if you were served this and didn't know where it came from you'd be all about it i'm telling you you'd be all about it <laughs> all right Patrick. And who knows if it's real lobster yeah right it's, it's probably not but, but yeah. it's that's about the bisque right i mean yeah, the, right it's about the it's about the bisque it's about the 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 other hashtag all about the bisque all about the bisque uh Patrick, thanks for hanging out. We will talk to you. What you up to this weekend? Um, honestly, not much. I just you know following ECU baseball and you know seeing what happens with them. Oh, okay. Elton says there's a Mongolian house in Jacksonville, like the one that was in Greenville. Dang, like the one. Man. Also, one in Goldsboro that is similar. Elton, thank you for that, man. Goldsboro is it probably closer? I think it's our buddy Clee, right? Yeah, that's Clee. Uh, Goldsboro, yes, about a forty-five one-hour drive. Y'all trying to go one day? Let's yeah, do it. Chandler's in. All right, we'll Get a do team a, trip. We'll do a roadie to Goldsboro. Team journey. All the uh, <laughs> all us rolling in there together. <laughs> Everybody's like, what are these guys doing here? They're not from around these I'm going to wear my loose pants. I'm going to be ready to do some damage. I'm definitely going sweatpants. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> my they, loose pants. Put my eating clothes on. <laughs> all right. Uh, we will talk to you next week, Patrick. All enjoyed right. it. Sounds good. Let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Our buddy Garrett McGinn, former East Carolina offensive lineman. And a champion. Just won an XFL championship. That's pretty cool, right? Uh, we'll talk to Garrett about that and more. Also, we got one more giveaway. Another lunch for two to tiebreakers and a $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore can be yours. We're doing that when we return. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Win It Wednesday. Coming up at the end of this segment, got one more great giveaway for you here on this Wednesday. Lunch for two to tiebreakers and a $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore. It can be yours coming up at the end of this segment. We got Mike Maniscalco joining us in just a little bit to talk Hurricanes hockey. We'll do that later on this hour, but right now we will talk some football with Garrett McGinn, former Pirate offensive lineman and now an XFL champion. Just won it on Saturday night. He joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Garrett, great to catch up with you, man. How you doing? So good, man. Guys, it's been too long. So glad to be able to catch up with you today, brother. Yes, sir. The uh, Wikipedia page is filling up. 2022 All-USFL, 2023 XFL champion. So you're continuing to uh, to build that football resume. What's it like to be a champion, Garrett? Hey, man, it feels great. Um, this is my first one in my entire football career. It took a little bit <laughs> there, but glad it finally came down, man. And it was it was a great feeling, just all the stuff we went through this season to, to come out on top and have the family there and everything. It was it was truly incredible. Arlington Renegades winners uh, over D.C. on Saturday night and uh, watched that game, Garrett, and I believe D.C. was the favorite going in, and uh, you guys were able to, to really control that game and, and, and almost dominate it. Um, were you aware of – are you aware of lines and spreads and who's supposed to win, quote-unquote, and who's not? Did y'all have a little chip on your shoulder there? I mean, D.C. was a great football team. They were going into that game 10-1, and one, you know, only one, only lost one game all season. and um, You know, but we knew that we were playing our best ball of the season, and we were hot, and we just, after our, the way we felt in the uh, divisional game before that against Houston, uh, we knew we were rolling with a full head of steam and knew that if we just – played our game it was going to be hard for us to lose and that's surely exactly what we did i don't ever pay attention to like all the betting stuff like that no matter who all's talking about that yeah damn it was it was we knew we knew we had the momentum going in and we were excited to go play that damn game we were rolling garrett's got him a ring uh your coach has several rings what's it like playing for a, a legendary name like bob stoops what kind of guy is he garrett I mean, he's awesome. He's uh, just a class act, such a genuine, great ball coach. It just really taught me a lot this season, like off the field as well, was always hanging around, talking to guys. and Like, he's a great dude. And then, like, we had a star-studded cast. You know, Chuck Long was our quarterback coach, former first-round pick. Jonathan Hayes was our offensive coordinator who was a, played in the league for, like, 20 years as a tight end. So, And then our offensive line coach, Jonathan Heibach, Won the XFL as won the XFL championship as a player, and then got to win it as a coach too. That was pretty special. So just had a great group of coaches over there, and had a lot of fun. A lot of great players as well. And 
we were able to bring it home. Yeah, and and you mentioned those names, and you know the, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and and his backing, and it gives the league uh, legitimacy. And and you know I always worry. I think a lot of folks worry about these leagues here because we've seen them come in and go so quickly. And our buddy Bryce Williams, former ECU tight end, had a bad experience with the AAF where they fold it up before they can get a season even in. We talked to uh, your old buddy Warren Saba. I know you came across in the USFL last year. He's playing in the USFL now and says it's very stable, doesn't have to worry about you know paychecks and things like that. And it looks like the XFL is similar, Garrett, where you can kind of focus on football and not have to worry if your uniform is going to be clean and all that stuff. How is the, the behind-the-scenes of the operation there in the XFL? Oh, first of all, shout out to Warren, man. He's balling. He's already got him an intercession this year. Yeah. Uh, out there balling with the Michigan Panthers. I love watching that kid play. He's awesome, man. Um, but yeah, the USFL last year and XFL this year, man, like they really got this stuff figured out. I know USFL translated to like the hub system. Yeah. And, um, so now they got four separate stations and the XFL, everything was all out in Dallas and you would obviously travel for your games and stuff like that. But man, Everything's ran top notch. The Rock and they, he's done a great job, like running everything. And we've had like we had meals taken care of us. You know, everything was ran for very professionally, just like you know, just like an NFL system type. Like have your own locker rooms or practice facilities and stuff like that. So, I mean, the piggyback on the whole paycheck stuff. Yeah, I was never worried about if I was getting paid or transportation or anything like that. Like. You truly get to go out there, focus on football, and focus on going and winning games. And this is honestly between the USFL and the XFL been two of my like favorite times playing football, like most fun I've ever had playing football. Yeah, that's awesome. I know another former Pirate, Garrett uh, Josh Hawkins. Uh, we had talked to him when he signed with the team, and I believe uh, made a play, but unfortunately got hurt very early in the year. So, as was he around the team at all, Josh? Did you have uh, much interaction uh, or with Josh after his injury, Garrett? Yeah, like as soon as, well, first off, as soon as we got there, me and Josh just clicked instantly. It was so good to be back in the locker room with him. Just such a great dude and just a great football player and just did a great job teaching young guys and was just a veteran presence. So that was great. But yeah, unfortunately, Josh got banged up a little early in the season, but he was around for a little bit before he went and got his surgery and had to go get right. But unfortunately, he wasn't there like majority of the season. Yeah. He was very much part of this team and. We, it was a big loss losing him early in the season. Well, you need to talk to him and get some of his contacts because I understand he's getting into acting. And, Garrett, you've definitely got the personality for it. So uh, you need to go visit him out in Hollywood and uh, and get a gig or two. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Josh is killing it, man. He's He would do this, some stuff for us, too, like his little acting stuff. But he was, dude, <laughs> he, he's got an act for that thing. I think I'm just more of the WWE personality type. <laughs> I don't know if I could truly do the acting stuff. I'm more of just a pretty face, as they say. Yeah, you are. You are. Uh, Garrett McGinn joining us. You still got pretty hair, uh, Garrett? What's the hair situation? Oh, you know I still got the locks, man. Yeah. They yeah. ain't going nowhere. <laughs> a little bit more tattoos, just doing B&G, you know? <laughs> Garrett, uh, I should have talked to you later in the week, apparently, because you're on the road right now. I asked you where you were heading, and uh, a pretty interesting spot with a former teammate, right? Tell us uh, where you're heading to. Yeah, man, just leaving Texas on my way back to, you know, great state of Florida where the boys from grew up. But along the way, going to stop and see some friends, going to stop in Brandon, Mississippi, and see 
former Pirate family, G. Gardner Minshew, and hang out there for a little bit. He's up in Indy right now, but, you know, him and I have become brothers, and that his family is a extension of my family, so it's going to be go, good to go see them and then stop along the way and see more friends all across this journey. Yeah, Garrett, you're a little bit older now than when we used to talk to you here after practice at East Carolina, and, and Minshew is as well, so... Is it just a couple of guys sitting around, maybe cracking a cold one, or are y'all still, you know, wild boys? Like, what's a Garrett McGinn, Gardner Minshew hangout like? You know, it's always just nothing but great vibes. You know, <laughs> Gardner's such a great dude. And yeah. We've clicked on so many levels, and just that's my brother for life. And most of the time, it's either we're definitely going to be laughing, having a great time, shoot, shoot, joking on each other, you know, ripping each other, and having a few brewskis, you know, definitely the thing with us is we both love to cook, so we're always going to be around some good food. And nice. that's what most of our bonding is, is having great meals and just great companionship and stuff like that. So I can't give all give away all the stuff we <laughs> intend to do. But. Nah, yeah, sounds like a blast. <laughs> Garrett, uh, man, you have learned the, the football business, uh, no doubt, just – going from team to team in the NFL, Bills, Panthers, uh, Bills again, Jaguars, Giants. I may have missed some spots along the way, but have played in a couple of games. That is, uh, you know, the the dream of every every football player, and you've been able to experience that. Is that still in the uh, the plans for you? Would you like to, to be back in the NFL one day? Oh, 100%. Um, I think the biggest thing with me was just, playing more ball and getting more experience at the professional level. And that's one thing I think I've been able to do, like been able to have success everywhere I've been. So just, you know, I don't think I've reached my ceiling yet. So I think I've just continued to get better as a football player and mature and understand the game and definitely trying to get back to the NFL and stick around for a little bit. Yeah. And you just went through a season, Garrett, but are you like your agent kind of talking to teams? Hey, if you need somebody for, uh, preseason for mini camps for fall camps. Uh, let us know. Is it? Are you kind of just out there waiting on an opportunity here as you you wrap up your XFL season? Yeah. So I talked to my agent and we've been in touch with a couple teams. They're in a interesting position, just finishing up all mini camps and all that stuff. So hopefully we get a call here in the next couple of days, and if not, we're going to stay ready and see what happens. Yeah, good deal. Garrett McGinn joining us. Garrett, I, I always bring this up with you. I, I said it yesterday when we were uh, promoting your interview that you were, were kind of the mouthpiece for a team that didn't win a lot of games here at East Carolina, and you handled it with class, with grace. You you were always honest, straightforward, and, and we knew that you busted your tail every day to go out there and try to make this team a winner. And for for all that, you said this is your first championship to kind of pay off. You, you deserve some good football karma, at least in the win column, and you were able to get that. So, I don't know. I think, I think it's a good lesson in just, you know, persevere and not giving up the, the Garrett McGinn story. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's just one of those things that you just stay testament to who you are as a person and your goals, and you got to have faith in your work ethic and knowing just you got to be authentically yourself and – I think that when you do that, whether it's on the football field or just in life, good things tend to happen. And one of the things, like, with this football journey, just been through a bunch of trials and tribulations, is just keep my head down and working. And just at the end of the day, Garrett's always going to be the same G, like always going to treat people with respect and do things the right way. And, you know, winning this championship was just a testament to that. Like, we went through so much stuff, um, so much adversity throughout the season, and just to keep chugging along, we keep putting our head down and working, like – Nobody believed we were going to win that except for the people in that locker room. And to 
you know, a four and six team going into the playoffs to run the table in the postseason, like that's pretty special. It takes a good group of guys and a great group of coaches to to do that, and just that's one of those things. Like talking to kids or anybody chasing a dreamer in life itself, like you just got to work. Just put your head down and work, no matter what the circumstances, and knowing that if you gave everything you had, then that's you can sleep peacefully at night. And, that's how I try and live. And Garrett, hopefully you can take some pride with the the blood, sweat, and tears you left on the the field, the practice field in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium that East Carolina is not all the way back, but back going to two straight bowl games, winning a bowl game last year, and the things you kind of pass down to maybe guys like, I don't know, Deontay Johnson, then he passes that to Noah Henderson, and it just keeps getting passed. Uh, pay it forward kind of thing. Uh, I know you're taking a, you got to take some pride in what ECU's doing right now, right? Oh, 100%, man. I'm a proud ECU alum for sure. And it's been so such a blessing to see, like, the young guys that were there, Noah and Holden and some of those guys that were getting there as I was kind of departing and just seeing what they've been able to do. And just so proud of those guys for doing things the right way and just keeping the faith. Like I talked about earlier, just going about their business the right way. Mike Houston has done a great job with that program. And I'm just a proud DCU alum trying to get back there ASAP to come see a game for sure. Yeah, please do. And uh, we'd love to see you again, uh, Garrett. And great to talk with you, man. And congratulations on the championship. And uh, I can I can hear it through the phone. You, you got that big, uh, goofy Garrett McGinn smile that never leaves, right? That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to over the ti- hear it over the tires in this damn truck. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear, G. Loud and clear. Garrett, you're the man. Thanks so much for joining us, man. And uh, keep up the great work. We'll catch up with you again down the road, bud. Yes, sir. Cliff, thank you so much, man. Truly appreciate you. Always a blast getting to talk to you, man. Likewise, Garrett McGinn joining us always puts a smile on your face. Just a... uh fun guy great outlook on life uh hard worker and it paid off for him this year with a championship and his nfl dreams are are still not over he's played in two nfl career games were they both with carolina chandler i know at least one of them was with the carolina panthers i know know he played in one game with us and the second game I'm not sure maybe if that was with the Panthers with or another us team. Or the Bills. I'm maybe, not yeah, maybe so. A game with the Bills. So he, uh, man, he fully understands the business side of the league, going from team to team, uh, making rosters, getting cut. Uh, has been a all USFL player in 2022. Now a XFL champion, and just continuing to uh, play football, have fun, and for him, one day, hopefully, making it back to the nfl all right we'll uh, switch gears talk a little hockey when we return on pirate radio live but before we do that we need to open up the uh, pirate radio live line once again and you can be a winner it's win it wednesday we've already had two winners we've got lunch for two at tiebreakers and a 50 dollars gift card to appliances superstore i picked the first number uh, a caller chandler picked the second so surely we're gonna give you the reins for our for hour three and Shirley either wants to give me a high five or is saying caller five caller five three one seven twelve fifty is our winner lunch for two to tiebreakers fifty dollar gift card to appliances superstore get in now caller five and we'll be back with Mike Maniscalco talking Kane's hockey when we return after this I played along with the charade
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women, whether it's dress, casual, or even a formal occasion. Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting Pirates. And congratulations to Frank Brown of Greenville. Picked up a tiebreakers gift card and a $50 gift card to Appliances Superstore. At Appliances Superstore, they make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps their customers save money every day. They offer a 12-month warranty on all their appliances. They will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old one. Go visit Appliances Superstore off Highway 264 behind the new DMV, or you can shop them online at appliancesuperstore.com. Remember, they make buying appliances easy at Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, Chandler, I'm bringing back the same first name category from last week where I described three different athletes, three different people in the sports world, athletes or coaches, and they all have the same first name. And last week, one of the names was Frank. I had three different descriptions. One was uh, for Frank Thomas. One was Frank Vogel. One was Frank Martin. And uh, Chandler's team uh, probably came up with the right answer because his team won last week at Sports Trivia. Dominated. Yeah. It was a pretty dominant effort for you guys last week. I believe uh, We Still Love Joe Dooley will be returning tonight. Nice. Uh, So we'll have some teams out there. Come on out and have a good time. If you've never uh, played, tonight would be a good time to come out and have some fun with the gang and watch some sports and uh, enjoy some good food. All that food talk with Patrick Mason uh, made me hungry, so I'm ready to head over to AJ's and get me something to eat. But we still got some show to go, and we got some great uh, sports talk to get to with Mike Maniscalco, voice of the Carolina Hurricanes. It'll be Canes and Panthers coming up on Thursday night. We'll preview it now with the man on the mic, Mike Maniscalco. Mike, we appreciate your time once again. Thanks for joining us. How you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, Cliff. Anytime, and. Uh... Just getting ready for the Eastern Conference Final. Feels like we've been waiting a month for this now. Yeah, really. It, it, the, the hockey playoffs go by fast, but the Canes were able to take care of business while other series were wrapping up. So, got a nice rest. And we talked about this at the end of last week, Mike. For some teams, you you want to keep going. You want to kind of stay in that routine, stay hot. For the Canes and kind of being banged up, and and some folks talked about them being a veteran team. Maybe it's not bad to to get this rest. What do you think about the the rest versus rust uh, situation? with the canes here you know it, it's for me it's always one of those things where and i think it's being around uh, around rod brindamore as long as i have been well we'll see after the game and right. find out if it was a good thing or a bad thing but uh, for for me i think it's equal footing because really florida only played one more day and now they've gotten uh, just about the same amount of rest so it's not like florida's coming in hot after playing a long series and and you know they we had to talk about you know did they need rest uh, to get into this. So it's equal footing for both teams. And I think anytime you get to this point of year, when you have a couple of guys who are dinged up, uh, to give them time where they don't have to come to the rink and practice or they don't have to play a game. And, you know, if it's a, a little thing, although nothing at this point in time, clip is little. Uh, but when you get to, 
this point of the season, if you can rest up a player and, and have them as close to as healthy as they can be, that's just a good thing. So I think it's a good thing. And again, both teams have had the delay, so it's not like uh, we're going to go into this. One team had been playing and one team has been sitting around. Mike Maniscalco joining us. Panthers-Canes Thursday night, 8 o'clock, game one at PNC Arena. And Mike, this is kind of here nor there, but just just kind of curious. The the NHL playoffs, the way it works, you, you don't have a schedule for the next round until every series is complete. And even though the Panthers and Hurricanes were done, they were still kind of waiting around Monday night to figure out when they would play. And I, I found that interesting. I guess you're probably probably used to it by now, Mike, but, you know, I'm in a group chat and a guy, we are talking about hanging out Wednesday night, and he said, well, I got tickets to game one of the Eastern Conference Final. It might be Wednesday. This was on Sunday, so it's kind of a late notice uh, to some. It's, again, not a big deal uh, in the grand scheme of things, but just kind of interesting uh, how that plays out. Well, TV money makes the world go round. <laughs> that's, that's the only answer I think I can give you without getting in serious trouble, so I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> there you go. All right, Mike, how about the uh, the Florida Panthers and Canes, the matchup? Again, we talked, and uh, the East was a beast this year, and you thought maybe the Bruins would be here at the end of this thing, but as far as everybody else, just a, a lot of good teams in that Eastern Conference. What about this particular matchup, how the Canes match up with these Florida Panthers? No, I, I absolutely think this is going to be – uh, one of the, the best playoff series in recent memory just because of how these two teams stack up against each other. And uh, the, the star power you have up front, really, for both teams, uh, I think you have underappreciated players, clearly Sebastian Ajo for Carolina with what he does, and Alexander Barkoff for the Florida Panthers. I mean, these are guys who, if they were, and I, I hate playing this because this has become a storyline, but if these guys were in New York or if these guys were in Toronto, they would be talked about as, you know, the, the two best defensive forwards in the league or, you know, just elite players. If you cover them, you know that they are. Uh, but this series, there's so many other storylines with a clip. You've got the former head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes and Paul Maurice, and then you've got the Stahl brothers versus the Stahl brother, Eric, the former captain of the Canes, and, and Mark in Florida against Jordan, the current captain of the Canes. So you got that storyline going on through there. You know, Rod Brindamore, Jeff Daniels, and Tim Gleason all played for Paul Maurice. I mean, there, there's so many little things that, that tie this series together that I think it's just going to be fascinating as it goes along. And, you know, I, I think if you go, you know, on paper, you can give an edge to, you know, Florida in certain categories. And then you can look back at the Canes and go, well, maybe it's not that big of an edge. Maybe the edge is with Carolina. Uh, it's going to come down to goaltending in for Florida. Uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, if it's a good Vesna Trophy winning, Sergei Bobrovsky is one of the best in the world. But right now the Canes have Frederick Anderson, who's in a groove right now. So, you know, that's, that's split down the middle. It's, it's, you don't necessarily have to, to be lights out. You just have to be the goalie who makes the big save at the right time, which is what both of these goaltenders did in the last round. And uh, I'm again. I'm looking forward to it. I'm talking all around <laughs> this matchup and and what I like. But it, it's it's funny because when I when I sat down and started really looking at the matchup, when I wanted to give an edge, you know, one way or the other, I kept coming back to this point of, you know, these teams are real even. I, although where Carolina has the huge advantages on the blue line, what what Carolina can bring to the party with with their back six is a little bit more right now than what Florida has, and I think that's going to be one of the deciding factors in this series that Carolina's defense 
is, for my money, uh, the, the best in the league, and, and now they'll get to show it on a bigger stage. Mike Maniscalco joining us, setting up uh, what should be an awesome series, Panthers and Canes in the Eastern Conference Final. Mike, a uh, health update. Tavo Teravine able to go at practice on Monday. Uh, do you think we'll see him in this series uh, against the Panthers? Uh, do you think he makes his return? Yeah, I, I, I wish I was a doctor and I could give you a better answer than I don't know. Uh, but the answer I have to go with is it, it signs are pointing to if he's available and if he can just pass the, the tests of things like can he shoot the puck? Can, can, does he have a really good handle? And hand being the operative word coming off of that broken hand, but does he have the handle? Does he have his hands back? Uh, I, I can't sit here and say no because the non-contact jersey is off and he's practicing with a team, but I can't tell you you know, right now when we're talking if it'll be game one or at some point in time this series. But if he's practicing, it usually points to the sign that you, you more than likely see him before this round is over. But that's about as definitive as I can give you. And uh, I can't tell you one way or the other because it really does come down to if you're the Canes, what you have right now has been working. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's it's a matter of it's actually a luxury that Carolina can see how far they can go and, and give Tavo Teravainen more time to, to heal up that hand. Mike, keep the uh, doctor's coat on one more second. Uh, Auntie Ranta, how about his uh, availability, the goaltending situation for Carolina here in this series? What do you think? Now he's yeah he's he's fine. He backed up the the last two games against the New Jersey Devils. So uh, whatever whatever illness that was was haunting him. He seems to be over it. Talked with him yesterday. He's, he says he's ready to go if, if called upon. But I think it's Freddie Anderson's crease for right now for the Hurricanes. Yeah, Mike Maniscalco joining us. Mike uh, coming off a series where you had a lot of blowouts, 5-1, to 6-1, to 8-4, to 6-1, to one, and we finally got a tight one there uh, with the Hurricanes winning it in overtime against the Devils 3-2 to two to close that one out. But, Mike, uh, kind of an odd series there where they just kept uh, going back and forth there for the, the first few games. The Canes, that, that big one obviously was game four, winning it down one to nothing after getting blown out, uh, down one nothing early, but able to win that one 6-1. to one. That was uh, obviously the swing game there in a series that, uh, that had a lot of blowouts for whatever reason? Well, I, I think part of it was, you know, for New Jersey, uh, they're coming off of that seven-game series against the Rangers. They get thrown right into the series against the Canes. And, you know, Carolina matches up really well uh, against New Jersey. In the regular season, I know they split it, but uh, the Canes, especially as they get to their game, they can really frustrate a team like New Jersey. Uh, Carolina needed to do exactly what they did on the penalty kill against New Jersey, which is not allow anything. Really the only goal that they allowed that, you know, you'll look at, they only gave up two in the series, but one that was the killer was in that game three. And that was after they kept getting called uh, for penalties and a five on three extended. And you can just shrug your shoulders at that one and, and move along with what they did. But the Canes, I think their style against New Jersey really gives a team like New Jersey, a young team like New Jersey, who doesn't, doesn't know, hey, we've got to take it to this level defensively in the playoffs. They learned that lesson, and they didn't get the saves when they needed to, but that, that all goes to the game, and the game plan that was put together by Rod Brindamore and his coaches, Jeff Daniels and Tim Gleason, that you know they were able to exploit some things. And their goaltending coach, Paul Schoenfeld, who has a big hand in that because he's got to break down the opponent's netminders too. And then you know, this is a talented team. I, I the, the, For the life of me, Cliff, I don't understand why people – Keep doubting this Hurricanes team. They have the second. They have the second best record in the National Hockey League this year, 
and people are talking about them being in the Eastern Conference Final like this is some you know some quote unquote hockey miracle. You know how did they get here? Did anybody watch during the regular season? This is what they do. It is what they do. Mike Maniscalco joining us. Panthers, Canes coming up Thursday night, 8 o'clock on TNT. Of course, you can hear Mike on the uh, radio call. And, Mike, as you keep an eye out west, Stars and Golden Knights in the Western Conference Final. Uh, what stands out about uh, that series to you? Uh, and, and who has the edge, in your opinion? I think Dallas has the edge. Uh, I really do. Even though Vegas is a extremely talented team, and they've got a lot to play for, and they're really good on the, the blue line. I just look at how Dallas is constructed. They're big. They have young, talented forwards and players like Jason Robertson and Wyatt Johnson who basically ended up scoring the series-clinching goal for, for Dallas when he made the, the game 2 nothing. Their goaltender, Jake Ottinger, is really, really as good as it gets in, in the nets in the NHL. Uh, and we'll start talking about him as a Vesna Trophy winner in a couple of years. Their defense is talented. They can contribute offensively. But, you know, Vegas has some experienced guys. They have some guys who have been through it. And this might be, uh, even the team that made it to the Stanley Cup final, this might be, when they're healthy, the most talented team. But that's the question with Vegas, is, is how healthy are they? You know, they've got to play Aiden Hill in the nets, and he's been very good. Uh, but they've, they've had some question marks on who their goaltending will be. And, you know, it's, they've been running through the injury bug there. This is going to be a good series. Neither of these conference finals, I think, is going to be over with quick clip. I yeah. think that uh, the Eastern Conference final, minimum of six. I'm expecting it, you know, won't be surprised if it goes seven. I think out west it's going to go seven just because of, of one, Vegas is really good at home. Uh, two, they have some absolute horses when it comes to scoring goals up front. And, you know, we saw Dallas was giving up a bunch of goals to Seattle in, in their last series, so I don't think it'll be a cakewalk, but I just like Dallas. I think they've got a little bit more. They're healthier. They're deeper, uh, and it, it'll be worth staying up on those off nights when the Canes aren't playing if you're a hockey fan to watch this series between Dallas and Vegas. Alright, great preview from Mike Maniscalco. The first Canes game I went to was uh, four or five years ago, I guess now, and uh, I went and saw the Stars play the Canes, and it was a lot of red in the building, Mike, and then a scattering of Jamie Benn jerseys. That's about all I remember. Uh, sweaters, I guess I should say, uh, from that game a few years ago. It's funny, Clip. It's, it's because I grew up with sweaters, then it became jerseys, and now when you call it jerseys, people want you to say sweaters, and then when you call it sweaters, people want you to say jerseys. So I'm going to tell you, no matter what you say, sweater or jersey, it's both right. <laughs> both Okay, I thought you were going to say both wrong. I'll go with both right. That's great. <laughs> Mike, I grew up down the road here, Pitt County, family of farmers. I'm doing my best with this hockey thing, man. And, you know, that's why I have you on to help me out with this. You're, 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 you're doing a lot better than a lot of people who grew up north of the border. Right now, just so you know. Mike, uh, great to catch up with you, man. It'll be Canes and Panthers coming up Thursday night, game one. Uh, have a great call, Mike, and uh, hopefully you and Tripp and the crew have a lot more games to call here this season. Hopefully, Clip. Thanks so much. Take care. Mike Maniscalco, play-by-play voice of the Carolina Hurricanes, joining us. And got to wait one more night before we get some Canes hockey. It'll be Thursday night, 8 o'clock, as they take on the Panthers game one of that series in the Eastern Conference Final. When we return, a lot of day baseball going on. We'll catch you up on that on the Buccaneers uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Also, uh, NBA game tonight. We'll talk about that, what happened last night. Set you up for your sports evening when we return pirate radio live here on a wednesday back with you after this
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Ease Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, same great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Thanks to all our guests today on the show. Mike Maniscalco, Garrett McGinn, P. Mace, Ken Watlington, LRB kicked us off. Got Shirley Rhodes and Chandler Honeycutt here. Coming up Thursday on Pirate Radio Live, Marcus Crandall will be back with us, and we'll talk to another former Pirate as well, Tabari Snoop Wallace. Uh, one on the field now winning as an educator and a principal administrator and we'll talk about that his football career and a whole lot more so looking forward to that coming up on thursday also brandon manning former pirate we'll talk some pirate baseball with us well brandon uh is always glass half full positive guy so we'll we'll get a pep talk from him coming off that epic uh, game last night where the pirates fell to the campbell fighting camels in fact shirley um can we get some cliff goblin out i meant to run it earlier in the show we haven't run it yet want to go over the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck we'll do that in a moment but uh we'll run cliff goblin here also trey daly uh with the dirt bags will join us to talk some baseball and talk about uh, a gofundme there is a coach a uh, longtime coach for the dirt bags with uh, some medical issues and I, I retweeted that earlier in the week and uh, i believe his name is uh, axel smith and needs uh needs some help with that so we'll talk about that uh, as well trey daly from the dirt bags will join us and we'll play name that sound which reminds me i've got some work to do tomorrow i've got to come up with a name that sound game for shirley rhodes and brandon manning uh, brandon manning hall of famer uh, we'll be participating against Shirley Rhodes, so we'll do that coming up Thursday as well. Big show on tap. Shirley, let's hear uh, what Cliff Godwin had to say after last night's loss uh, in a four-plus-hour game against the Campbell Fighting Camels. Yeah, I mean, I'm really proud of the way our guys competed. They got down four runs and scored five, and then got down five runs, scored six. Uh, um, uh, there's no errors on the board, but we didn't play good def- defense to win the baseball game, um, and we got to get better at that. Um, you can't give them free outs. They're probably the best offensive team that we've played all year. Uh, we've held them down pretty good the first two outings, but with a night like tonight, the way the wind's blowing, they're tough to pitch to, and um, we didn't execute some pitches either. Um, and we also left some guys out there offensively. You know, bases loaded with one out, I think. We left a guy out there a couple times. Um, but we just got to play better defense. I mean, that's the thing that we've hung our hat on for a long time here, and we just didn't do a good job of that tonight. How good was it to see? I mean, at every turn, you guys found a way to bounce back, and this atmosphere was, I'm sure, kind of helping you a little bit too. But just... Yeah, it was a regional-type atmosphere. Thank the fans. The fans were awesome. Um, it was electric. I mean, even when we got down five runs, they were still in the game. And uh, like I said, it wasn't because of lack of effort from our guys. It was just we didn't execute defensively. Yeah, I mean, you know, the guys want it so bad sometimes they try to do too much, and he just came in too hard, and the ball took off on him. Um, 
you know, to play in left center, it's tough because it's so loud out there, but just lack of communication there. And then you got a swing and bunt that that's J-Dub's ball, and J-Dub's play great for us, but he's kind of letting, you know, see if Spivey's going to get it when it's his ball. Um, you know, so just game of inches, man, and we came up on the short end of the stick tonight. Feels like such a long time ago, but Connor Rasmus, I mean, getting his first hit and then, you know, scoring that run at the time, you guys were up. I mean, just, just his... Uh, yeah, yeah, and look, I mean, a lot of guys in our program, they, they do the pitcher versus hitter. He swung the bat good um, last week, pitcher versus hitter. Um, he's practiced hard, um, and he's deserved an opportunity with Starling been hurt, and, uh, you know, got an opportunity and made the most of it. Seems like when Danny Bill came in, that's kind of what gave you guys the energy to come back or start the first comeback in this game. You talk about his performance. Yeah, Danny did a good job. You know, um, he's done pretty consistently of that. Um, you're also, you know, trying not to burn guys for the weekend, so you're trying to keep them short. I mean, to be honest with you, Spivey didn't feel great, and the only reason we pitched him was because he ran down to the bullpen, and I said, don't pick up a ball unless we have a lead. So, um, of course, he did, and uh, we didn't play great defense behind him, and, you know, he coughed it up. Yeah, he got jammed a little bit. Guy had a decent heater and he got jammed and we were trying to, you know, get to the heater and just got jammed. So um, it's baseball. Cliff Goblin there after the game, disappointed in the loss, proud of the team for their fight and really was just a a wild one, a very entertaining game that did not go the way of the Pirates last night. They're back on the field coming up Thursday against South Florida. I uh, just saw this on Twitter very interesting which will will not have an effect on east carolina moving forward but a a very interesting interview from the milwaukee bucks and their coaching vacancy have you seen this chandler i just saw this they want mike schwartz uh no (laughs) they might but they ain't gonna get him because he's our guy he's our guy great respect to my guy coach schwartz uh adrian wojnarowski wojbaum ESPN sources. University of blank coach, blank, blank. Interview. <laughs> I love teasing things because I like playing guessing games. But how about this, Chandler? A coach that coached in Minji's last year was interviewed by the Bucks. Johnny Dawkins? Hell no. Uh, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, oh, uh, Houston coach, uh, why can I not think of his name? Sure. God, what is his name? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, don't tell me. I ain't. Uh, we got time. Kevin. No. <laughs> God, what is his name? Big Kev. Special <laughs> K. What is It's drawn a blank. Don't you hate when that happens? Kelvin Sampson. Thank you, Shirley. Kelvin Sampson. And I'm not even paying attention. <laughs> Just say Kelvin Sampson Chandler and move this along. Kelvin Sampson. Kelvin Sampson is correct. How about that? That's uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, but rightfully so. He's done such a good job. Yeah. With, the, with that program, and then he's been elsewhere and, and has had success. And might have, I think he's coached in the NBA before. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a a bit of a Cliff Godwin situation. I feel like though, where he has got them so close to the mountaintop now. With Final Fours, you know, top number one seed, all that. I don't know. You wonder if he wants to 
see it through and try to win the whole thing interesting to see what they do in the big 12 next year but you know money talks if they can give them enough money uh i would be pretty attracted to the idea of coaching Giannis. yeah and being like hey Giannis, go do that thing where you take two steps and make a layup from the three-point line yeah (laughs) i do that play just do that every single time so uh kelvin sampson i found that interesting well here's something that's very interesting if he does go to the bucks uh it won't be his first time in milwaukee he was an assistant for the milwaukee bucks from 2008 to 2011 so there is a connection there yes between the uh, milwaukee bucks and and he's in houston right now and that is the second time that he has been in houston because before he became the head coach at houston he was an assistant for the houston rockets from 2011 to 2014 so this was after the indiana texting issues i guess Mm -hmm. yeah when he was away from college basketball he was at oklahoma then indiana then went to the nba for the bucks then the rockets and is now at houston the bucks the bucks uh, speaking of Dub Buck, let's look at the uh, Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. So um, coming up tonight, I didn't watch any of Lakers Nuggets. Kind of followed it. Nuggets had a lead. Lakers kind of came back late, but the Nuggets do win Game One of that series. Coming up tonight, Miami at Boston, and Boston has been the favorite in the East uh, since this thing started. And you've got Miami, who is continuing to try to spoil the party in the Eastern Conference. Can Jimmy Butler? and crew do it one more time boston uh favorites in this series going on tonight 8 30 on tnt day baseball today rockies beat the reds 11 to 6 pirates blank the tigers 8 nothing that final it is kansas city 4 san diego 1 in the sixth inning the phillies and giants are knotted up at four in the seventh diamondbacks and a's tied at three in the eighth and the dodgers have a seven to three lead over the twins in the ninth inning got o's and angels coming up 635 surely we got that on pirate radio coming up we start that at six yep We'll start that right at 6. Pre-game coverage between the O's and the Angels. Been a good series, and the O's uh, looking to get win number 28 already tonight if they can get by the Angels. I was just going to mention, you first start off uh, saying Heat versus Celtics tonight. I thought I heard uh, on the Jim Rome show earlier today and just confirmed, but this is the third time in four years that the Heat and the Celtics will face off against each other in the Eastern Conference Finals 2020, 2022, and then uh, this year in 2023. Man, so it's been a, a so, lot of Heat Celtics. It's a rivalry, yeah. I always forget about the, the bubble stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, for, I remember early rounds with like Dame going off and Murray and Donovan Mitchell going off and uh, kind of forget what happens as, as it moves along and it ends with Heat and Lakers with LeBron winning a uh, bubble championship. But, this is the fifth time since 2010 they'll face off in the uh, playoffs. All right. Uh, good stuff, Chan Man. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. Get ready to wrap it up here on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. By the way, that was the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Buccaneer Music Hall, your beacon of music in the land of the Pirates and Eastern North Carolina with live music seven days a week. Visit BuccaneerMusicHall.com for a complete schedule of live events. And uh, we'll see you, and you can be seen at the Buck. Take a time out, come back, wrap it up on a Wednesday after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a good day for the stock market today. The Dow uh, was up 408 points at 33,420. The NASDAQ was up 157 points at 12,500 and the S&P was up 48 at 4,158. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to you, Clip. What are you guys doing at 738 on Thursday morning? I will be tending to my dogs. Chandler, what are you going to be doing? At what time? 7.38 in the morning. Probably having coffee. All right. Well, I'm going to be watching Harold Varner III in the PGA Championship. Nice. Because that's when he tees off. Uh, Harold will be at Oak Hill Country Club in New York and uh, participating in the PGA Championship. Uh, so good luck to HP3. We'll keep you up to date on what's going on out there on Thursday and Friday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. Thank y'all for being a part of today's show. Enjoyed it as always. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We'll see you back here Thursday, 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.